hello, hello, and welcome back to Against the Dragonauts, where we are playing through the classic 1984 Dragonauts adventure, the adventure which launched the entire Dragonauts section, Dragons of Despair. I have it right here. This is my copy from the 1980s. It's not. I got it off eBay. But I'm going to pretend this is my copy from the 1980s. And this is episode two. So last week, our heroes uh, met in the township of Solis. Events took place, and they have now fled that town and are being pursued by soldiers, by seekers, by draconians, and by goblins, and have fled into the darkened wood. So, without further ado, and um, I do want to say I'm sorry about my audio last week. A very, very technical problem occurred, which I have fixed this week. Um, it took a lot of expertise. It was a very technical problem. And it wasn't mm -hmm. that I'd forgotten to plug my microphone in at all. It was not that. It was really technical. So yeah. anyway, without further ado, what we're going to do is introduce our characters. Um, what I'd like to do is go through each of the characters. And as each character has leveled up since last week, if you could just tell us quickly one new thing your character can now do. So let's start with you, Jessica, playing Constance. Hello, yes, um, I am Jessica, so I'm playing Constance. She is an aspiring knight of Salamnia, uh, and in A5V terms, she's a human uh, imperial marshal. Uh, and this is my first time playing the martial class, so leveling up to level two is really fun. Um, and the thing I like the best about going to level two is I get my combat maneuvers, and I got my little combat maneuver card decks uh, to help me remember them. Uh, so combat maneuvers in level up, um, a really nice new addition. Um, you know how spellcasters get all this cool stuff they can do and they pick from this list of stuff, and if you're a martial class, you end up going, well, I hit it. Uh, combat maneuvers make combat a bit more interesting and gives you kind of cool abilities and things you can do uh, in combat that make your character a bit more unique and, uh, yeah, makes it more diverse and fun. Uh, so I'm excited to get my combat maneuvers now. Can't wait to see them. Mm -hmm. So I'll just go in the order that you're on my screen here. So next to you on my screen there, Jess, we have Jack playing Yanis. Hello, hi. If you didn't tune in last week, my name's Jack. Uh, I'm playing Yanis, who is a, um, a a halfling, but specifically in the Dragonlance setting, um, halflings are known as Kender, which means that they are slightly different from your bog standard kind of halfling that you'd expect uh, in other settings. Um, he is a cleric of the goddess Mishkol, who until very recently, um, everyone didn't believe was still around as the rest of the gods um, and Mishkal were thought to have disappeared about 300 years ago, that right, Morris, 300 years ago? Look at that, picking up the law bit by bit. <laughs> um, now, he is a cleric of that goddess, um, somewhat not of his own choosing. Um, and as a cleric, when I leveled up to level two, I got a load of cool new features and spells, um, including the channel divinity spell, uh, sorry, a feature, which basically means that once per short or long rest, I can use that to, as you might expect from other settings, turn undead, but in level up, I also get to do some very cool other things because of my specific cleric archetype, which hopefully we'll be seeing in the near future. Okay, awesome. look at that, I did on a cliffhanger. Amazing. Uh, next we have, in order, we have V playing Magia, the uh, Minotaur Sorcerer. Yes, uh, I'm Virginia. I'm playing uh, a Minotaur Mariner Entertainer background. Hmm. Um, and I, I got a cool thing called a manifestation when I leveled up. Uh, which means you can kind of pick a damage type that kind of adds on to your spells. So with her having that Mariner background and growing up in that, I took Hurricane. So she gets to treat lightning and thunder damage as her manifestation mm. types. And if I cast a spell with those damage types, 
I can spend sorcery points, which I also get at this level, um, to create thunderous blasts and knock people over, hopefully. Wow. So I'm excited. Okay. I am excited to see that. Okay, and finally, Dare, you are playing Royce. Hey, I'm Dare, resident troublemaker. Um, <laughs> I promise it's not my fault. Trouble just happens around me. Um, the thing, the cool thing that I got that I'm very excited about is I got a new combat tactic, which I can switch around, uh, but it means, uh, my silver dagger is going to be even more useful now, uh, so I can do some extra slicing and dicing. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So we left you, uh, following a white stag that only Constance could see, which is disappearing into the darkened wood. The rest of you agreed to, uh, to, to believe Constance and follow this, this uh, alleged white stag. And as we left it, uh, you were just taking a short rest, recovering various hit points and spell slots and things like that. And you're about to now walk on into the woods themselves. You've got a mountain pass to walk through and then into the woods themselves. So as you set off into the woods, they're probably... A few miles ahead of you at the moment is kind of rocky ground, my uh, sort of uh, mountain passes at the moment. The white stag, only Constance can see it, is about 200 yards ahead. It runes forward, stops, mm -hmm. looks back as you get close. It runs forward, stops, looks back again repeatedly. Um, straight at Constance. Nobody else can see this stag. So let's take it away as you walk towards the woods. Tap Royce on the elbow. Yeah. Is she, is she, you've known her a long time, haven't you? Oh, yeah, since we were kids. Is she always like this? No, which is why I'm certain that, uh, certain to trust her. And she's always been one of those, and then I like, don't, don't tap my chest as if to refer to the breastplate like a knight. Oh, yeah. Uh, too trusting. Way too trusting for her own good. She's incredibly kind and sweet. Um, so I don't think that, uh, I, I don't think she has any reason to prank us. That's what I would do. No, no, I wasn't worried about practical jokes. I just thought she might be going insane. But I trust you and therefore implicitly trust her. Perfect. Yeah. If, if this ends up blowing up in our faces, I'll, uh, I'll take the fall for it. It's fine. Then you're buying the drinks. Sure. She hasn't had to buy them once yet, so it might be, might want to keep the record going. Give Marja a look and carry on walking. <laughs> So the darkened wood is a, is a massive ancient forest. It uh, covers a, a, a widespread of land, and they're bordered. The woods are bordered by mountains, which is why you're walking through a mountain pass to uh, to get through them. Um, except for except for towards the south, where it kind of like steps away into into more plains kind of land. Um, as you're walking towards the woods, and they're still an hour so away, you're starting to feel this kind of um, ominous kind of feeling it's not doesn't feel evil it doesn't feel good but it does sound kind of a bit oppressive um as you get closer sort of light sort of seems to be muting slightly and even sounds start to slightly dampen it is quite weird well are we we're going to be carrying on but maybe keep our, our wits about us here because we know this is a more dangerous part of the world the woods themselves, generally speaking, the rumours say that people who enter the woods do not return. If I had a penny for every time <laughs> there were some woods that they said people never come back from, that's all right. We, we eat woods like that for breakfast, right, team? 
Well, I mean, it's like every time they tell us there's waters that are uncharted that nobody's ever come back from, and they usually end up doing that. So we've got whole charts full of uncharted waters. What could possibly go wrong? Exactly. And I look towards the stag and continue uh, following this stag that is clearly a good sign and nothing evil or ominous every, ominous leading us to a trap. Every five minutes or so, there's like a Constance, still there? And then, okay. And then... Mm-hmm. Yeah, just ahead, just here. So the, stag, the stag kind of stops just at the edges of the woods and looks back at you, a couple of hundred yards ahead, looks straight back at, you, at Constance. And then with the final sort of throwing its, uh, its its sort of antlers back, it kind of delves into the woods themselves, uh, disappearing out of sight. There's a stag as it runs across a stream, across a, across a, across a broken tree, into the stream, and then disappears out of sight into the darkness. Um, it, it's gone. It, it, it went through there. Can I try and catch up with it? You could run ahead, perhaps. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go run after it. I'm gonna say to them, it, it ran off this way and just go and bolt after it. She's gone. So you run up to the edge of the woods and peer in. It's really dark in there. That sense of that ominous sense is really, really strong at the edge of the woods there. The light in there is all dimmed. Um, the sounds of the, it's, it's dead silent. There's no sounds of, you know, birds or little animals or anything like that. It's dead silent. In there. You can't even hear the wind in the trees or anything. Um, you can't see the stag anywhere. It's running. You did see it run into the woods, but you've lost sight of it now. I can't. So am I in the woods or am I just at the edge? Just on the edge. Just on the edge. Okay. I'm on the edge. I, I can't see it. It went. It went in here, though. I, I definitely saw it go in, in into there. You, you think we should keep following it in there? Well, it, it did lead us here. I mean, are, are we sure that there's nothing here? And they're like, this was the end of the journey, and now it's gone on its way. Start oh, looking at the floor. Maybe that's what it meant. Uh, and then I will search around here. Okay, make an investigation wisdom check, please. Uh, am I good at investigation? No, I'm not. Great. That's fine. Did we expect I, you to be? I got a 17, though, so okay. <laughs> shush, yes. You do, very wise. Th- you do a pretty thorough search, um, mm-hmm. but no, you see you see nothing. You find nothing out of the ordinary. Yep. You're just on the edge of the woods. They can't even find any tracks of the stag either, to be fair, but um, there's nothing out of the ordinary, you know, apart from the obvious sort of ominous presence and the muting of the sound and everything. So it seems we're at a bit of a turning point. We can either... Following the stag, it's now vanished, though, hasn't it? Constant. Just been into the woods, yeah. It's it's gone into the woods. Maybe if we went in, we'd be able to see it there, but I I can't see it from here. No. How much time and distance have we invested at this point, Morris? From from the boat from, from the, the boat, like... probably about six miles. Oh, that's a that's a big that's a big old yeah. Walk. That's yeah a two, you've been walking for two, two hours. hours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. I look over my shoulder. It, it's. It is a long way back to the boat. What do we what do we think? I look at Major and Royce and, and Constance. I think we've come this far. I mean, if we head back to the boat now, there's a good chance we'll run into those goblins along the road if they followed us up here. So the extra time just lets them get ahead, so to speak. Yeah. Could I mean push. Uh, we're already kind of invested. I I would hate for this to be unfinished. 
So push on through the haunted woods it is. Into the woods, then. Okay, uh, you enter the darkened wood, the scary wood from which nothing ever returns. This will be fine. I wouldn't worry. So you move your way into the woods. There are no tracks and there are no trails. You're kind of having to push your way through undergrowth. Um, and you move your way into the woods. And as I said earlier, there's no sign of like wildlife. You can't hear anything. Um, even even the trees, even although the trees are kind of moving a little bit in the wind, you can't hear that either. It's all quiet. When you speak to each other, your voices are kind of muted, and sometimes you have to repeat yourselves just to just to be heard. And you, you can barely hear your footsteps on the ground, despite the fact that you're walking over like crunchy leaves and sticks breaking under your feet and things like that. Um, the sunlight, as it comes through the, the treetops, is kind of muted as well. It's just the whole the whole place just feels ominous. But there's also a sense of peace about it. It doesn't feel evil so much. It's just slightly oppressive, but not evil as you move into the woods. I'm lighting my lantern so that we can see. Interesting. Your lantern, it lights, but the light it gives off also is muted. Normally you'd expect it to spread out sort of 30 or 40 feet. You get about 10, 15 feet out of it. Okay. Um, how, does, okay. Uh, how does that work for something like dark vision? So that's interesting. So dark vision right now, it's not working. Those of you with dark vision, you're relying on normal vision right now. Oh, terrible. Is that just you? <laughs> does Maja get um, dark vision? Or, or She doesn't. I don't think so. So no. just... So she does have labyrinth, uh, labyrinthine recall, though, so she can find our way back out of this place. <laughs> but you won't that's get so place. useful. I'm so glad we can yeah, that. I, that's why I felt so confident. I had cat eyes. I was like, <laughs> I, I have extra distance. It's <laughs> a oh, hooded, no. hooded lantern, so I'm there kind of fiddling with it. It's not really changing the amount of light that's coming out. Not really, no, no. So I'm, I'm looking for the stag still, okay. and I'm assuming I can't it when we stepped in yeah as you move into the woods maybe about again a hundred yards ahead of you you do catch a like really brief glimpse of what looks like a flash of white disappearing yeah. behind the tree that's 100 percent it i saw it it just moved past there and i'm gonna go in that direction let's let's not run oh ah, she's gone again yeah and you're I don't sure she's... too far away but i do need to c catch that we'll see that stag follow the stag as you crash through the undergrowth, uh, Constance, you emerge in a small clearing. Ooh. Clearing's probably about 30 feet across or so, um, roughly circular in shape. Um, this is kind of where you thought you saw the stag. It was somewhere around here. Again, I will look around confused and just try and find the next direction. So I'm very focused on getting any sense of direction from it or, do, or again, uh, do I see something here? Was it leading us here in this clearing? Mm. Is there anything about... Standing on the other side of the clearing, you see a figure. Okay. A spectral figure. Right. It's uh, It looks like a knight, but you can see right through it. It's got kind of like a skeleton for a face, like a long, long dead knight. You can see right through it. It's got armor, and it's got um, and it's got a sword, and it's got a shield, and it's just standing there observing you. Do I recognise what kind of knight it is? Like what tradition? The, uh, the armor does look old. Um, why don't you make a history check? History I have intelligence. proficiency in that, but Mars. intelligence uh, mitigates that. So now I just have a normal roll. <laughs> Seventeen, though. Mm -hmm. 
These, uh, the, the, the symbol on that, on that armor is that of the Knights of Salamnia, but it's an old symbol from hundreds of years ago. Well, I'm going to slowly approach in as non-intimidating way that I can. And is there like a, a visual greeting that the Knights of Salamnia would have? Like, oh, obviously yeah. not. There'd be a bow, a certain bow. Okay, I will approach slowly and do do that kind of bow and hope that that is a long-standing tradition. Okay. I, I have else. a question. Yeah. Can we see this? Or are we yes. just watching Constance walk up yes, and bow at nothing? Can. Yes, you can. You can see this knight. <laughs> and as you watch, you can see more knights starting to appear. In a circle around the clearing. There's probably a dozen of them there now, just standing there silently. Okay, so I, I will turn back to my friends and just like give a reassurance, like it, it's okay, because I'm I've decided I'm confident and fine about this. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna, <laughs> uh, mm, mm, I yes, I am gonna try really diff well hard to not scale threaten the ghostly knight army, uh, and I will uh, just do the bow and see if I can get a response for them or like do they bow back or do they say anything? So the first knight steps forward. Okay. He looks straight at you. Okay. Raises a sort of skeletal, flickering, ghostly hand slowly. And points straight at you. He's pointing at your breastplate and these and, and the symbols on your breastplate. Yeah, I will look down and be like, um, uh, "My name is Constance. I am a knight of Salamnia, like my father before me, and I believe fate has led me here to speak to you." Why? It says, "Why do you come here?" I saw a vision of a stag. That led me here. As you say the word stag, all of the knights step forward a step, closing oh, in on you slightly. The one in front of you, his eyes flare slightly briefly. <laughs> I just look at them and wait for the next move because I, I think I just made them mad. Nobody leaves the darkened woods. We are cursed to guard these woods and guard these woods we will. Um, well, thank you for your service, um, of, of guarding the woods. Um, I, I, I believe that we are not enemies. I believe we are knights of the same order and our honour is our life and indeed our death. And we, and we do not need to be enemies of one another. We can... I'm sorry, so what? Um, and we, uh, I would, your assistance in my quest for the order to, you know, protect Kryn, I would greatly value. Would you like me to roll charisma? Or something? You are a knight. You shall live and you may pass in peace. But you bring with you trespassers. And we shall not suffer them to live. I will put, I'll put my hand up and I'll be like, upon my honour and my life, I am protecting these people. One of them carries a great treasure and is on a mission from the gods. Bring them forth. And I'm going to turn back to Yanis and be like, come here. Come here. Uh, 
hold this. I'm going to hold the lantern out for one of these two to hold. Sure. Oh my god, am I going to kill everyone? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. you know when you know when you're like, come over here, the teacher's like, come over here now. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Mashu just calls out, tell them about the stars. <laughs> so Yanis enters oh. the clearing and all of the knights stare straight at you. Now, as a Kenny, you're completely immune to fear. So yes, you don't, you don't, you probably don't feel the same way that Constance does about this. But it's still, un, it's still a bit unnerving. Yeah, I recognise that this is a dicey situation, mm. even if I'm not particularly bothered about it. Yeah, yeah. Hello, dead knights. Where is the crystal pendant right now? It's in my backpack. The right. box exploded, so it's just loose yeah. in there. So the crystal pendant starts to glow blue again, and the light starts to seek out through the just little gaps in the backpack. And all of the nights, all of their eyes start to glow blue as well as they all uh, stare straight uh, at uh, uh, Constance, is, the, uh, is, uh, so, is this normal Salamnian stuff? So as you can see, we have a noble quest. And I'm, I'm hoping that they're like down. That the, the glowing eyes is like, yeah, we, bef- yeah, I'm, I don't know what's happening. So I just, yes, I'm going to see what they do. A very a very noble quest, which you would be remiss to um, interrupt. So don't. A tender on yes. a noble quest. Yes. What is it you carry, Kenda? <laughs> Produce the bullet amulet and hold it aloft. All of the knights step back a foot and I, their eyes flare again. We sense the presence of Mishaka, the blue yes, lady. This- this is her gift. I carry it to give it to her. Then if Mishakao trusts you, then we also must trust you. But you must let us all pass. You, you, you cannot harm anyone here, for without any of their help, I will not make it. We shall take you to the forest master, who shall okay. decide your fate. Uh, do, uh, okay. is, do, we, do we have to? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I just gotta go yes at him. Like, just like, Shut up. And the knights kind of part and start to form two kind of like single files with you know like a point down in a particular direction between some trees. I will turn for Royce and uh, Magia to come join us so we can walk together because I think sticking together right now would be a good choice. Yeah, Magia <laughs> has a moment of looking at Royce like. So we're doing this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll be fine, probably. Constance buying the drinks, though. Constance. Oh yeah, no, no. I see. Before the before the ghost knight showed up, I was down to buy it myself. <laughs> so this avenue that they basically made, and they're just pointed down the avenue. Are you walking straight through the through it? Are you going? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go where I'm told. Okay. So the ghosts kind of follow along with you. As you walk, escorting you through the woods. They don't go around trees or anything. They just go straight through the trees. You know, they're not slowed down by the undergrowth or anything like that. And they let off a kind of like faint blue-white light, which kind of helps you see your way as you make your way through the forest. So you're heading through the forest and they take you a mile, maybe two miles, before you find yourself in another clearing. This one's much bigger. This one's like 100 feet across. And it's very, very green and um, there's a, a stream running through the clearing and there's a little waterfall with a big rock outcropping on top of that waterfall it's the sense of peace and the sense of kind of tranquility in this clearing 
is really, really strong. Nice. All of the uh, special oh. minions, they just stop at the edge of the clearing. They don't enter the clearing, but they point. They point in towards it. Um, I will do the. I'll do the the bow that the knights do to, as a way to to thank them for not murdering us, because that's kind. And then I'll step in. So the lead knight bows back and then steps back, and then the ghosts fade away from view. <sighs> okay. Standing in this pleasant clearing, um, you feel really at peace and calm where you are here now. You can you can now that, that muted sound. You can now mm. hear the trickling trickling of the water on the waterfall. Now it's really nice. It's pleasant. It's calm. You can see this like fruit in the trees around you. You know, it's the, the sense of peace and dare I say goodness here is 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 really strong. So Constance, what was all that about? Cursed the, the tree. I mean, do you commune with ghostly knights of your order often? No, I mean, not before today. I just, I don't know. I just trusted we're of the same order and that they were honourable men in life and hopefully they would be honourable men in death. And it seems that they are. They've led us here to meet with, what What do they say, Yanis? The forest? The forest master, yes. Well, yeah, the forest master. Maybe that's who sent the stag. Suddenly, the clearing is filled with light, standing on that rocky outcropping. You turn around to see what might be the most beautiful sight you ever saw in your entire lives. I mean, you're just entranced by this. You can see the most magnificent unicorn glowing with this kind of holy good light, which completely like fills the clearing and soothes you and makes you feel peaceful. It stands there on top of that outcropping and says, greetings, travelers. I am the forest master. You are welcome here. And you are safe. I will bow and I'll kind of do the like, just gesture to everyone else to like copy me. <laughs> um, yeah. Just Actually, so we're like, yeah. Awkwardly are you bows. hungry? Do you need rest or nourishment? Um, I can eat. A, well, a... y- y- yes, that would be most generous of you. Thank the you. Master tosses its mane and through the trees emerge a bunch of centaurs. Creatures with the bodies of horses and the upper torsos of humans bearing platters of delicious food and drink. It is the most wonderful smelling food you ever saw. And they come in and they set this food up on little tables and put little seats down for you. And the, and the forest master just says, be seated and enjoy. Well, not to. Eats or touches any of this. Mm. Um, she's a sailor. She hears lots of stories about myths and legends. And does any of this seem a little bit like one of those stories she might have heard of? Don't accept gifts when you don't know the price, kind of thing. <laughs> um, probably you would have legends like that amongst the uh, amongst amongst the minotaurs of the of the Blood Sea of Istar, perhaps. Does Does any of this seem? I guess, I guess, like, can she insight check to see if this seems, like, legitimate? Sure. Or does this feel like one of those tales that she's heard of, you know, like, don't talk to the nice ladies with the, the you know, the fins and the tails out in the ocean, because they sound pretty, but it's going to end badly kind of deal. Sure. Make a check, then. We'll go insight wisdom. Insight wisdom. Uh, nine. Mm-hmm. Huh. You're not really sure. Um, you, you think it seems legit? 
There's a will, sense of goodness you're getting from the forest master. Rashi will sit down at one of the tables, but won't eat anything until somebody else does first. Oh, I'm, I'm eating. Oh, yeah, I, have I, will, been, I have been eating this entire time. I will, I will oh, sit then. down and eat as well, because obviously, why would they lie? Okay. The food is delicious. <laughs> the food is the best food you've mm. ever had in your entire lives, as is the drink. And you each gain 10 temporary hit points, which will last until your next long rest. Wow. This food is that nourishing. It's that good. Nice. The forest master just stands on that rocky outcropping, just patiently waiting for you to eat your fill. I have to ask, I don't know how they make bread with hooves, but it's good. I I think Hmm. the centaurs also have hands, so. I don't remember that. Well, it makes a lot of sense. And obviously, hooves are really good for stamping on wine. Oh, wow. The wine is good. The wine is really good. It's like you've had good elven wine before. This is really good. I'm going to be like, Marsh, you should have. Try, mm, try the wine. I'm going to pass my sister some wine. Marsh, will eventually acquiesce and drink some of the wine. <laughs> this is good. Wow. Uh, Dara is, is voice eating. Uh, I think I waited till everyone else took a bite to make sure it was cool. Um, but yeah, I'm, I think I'm slowly getting more into the actual food in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, this is pretty good. Um, so each of you has pretty much been served your favorite food. Wow. How they knew, you don't know. But that might be fun. Let's just find out what each of your favorite foods are. So let's start with Magia. What would, what would Magia's favorite food be? Mm-hmm. Probably some really heavily like salted fish and mm. lobsters and uh, lots of crustaceans and things like oh, that. All a big old platter with, of that in front of you, yeah. Yeah, all served with like the kind of not amazing bread, but the you know it's like not the best bread in the world, but it's mm. the kind that you're used to from home, like your Comfort parents eating baking. bread. Yeah, what, what she's used to having on on the ships back home. Mm. It's not yeah. great, but it's filling. As you're eating it, just like the taste and the smell of it is just bringing back memories of shipboard life to you. You almost feel like you're back aboard a ship. She's just there cracking a mm. monster apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Royce, what, what's Royce's favorite food? Uh, so for Royce, I think it's a actually pretty simple. It's I think a almost homemade stew over rice, mm-hmm. kind of a little bit spicy. Um, definitely stuff that it, it's comfort eating for her. It's mm. meant to just be kind of warm and remind them of home. Yeah, yeah. And that is exactly what you have. It's delicious. It's exactly like what you would have had back at home. Yet again, it's kind of bringing back feelings of kind of peace and tranquility. You just feel really good eating this stuff. What about Yanis? What would Yanis be eating? Um, the, it's a kind of flatfish mm. um, that's only caught uh, on the very reaches of the Blood Sea where it stops being so red and it, the water's become a bit clearer and it's mm-hmm. wrapped up in um, like a, the equivalent, it's not a banana leaf, but it's like mm. a similar, it's wrapped up in leaves and then it's yeah. just put in the coals of a fire mm. um, and then until it just goes really soft and then there's that with um, this kind of paste made from um, kikiri nuts, I've just invented mm. kikiri nuts, kikiri nuts yeah. canonic, canonically exist in Dragonlance. Um, and flatbread, and you kind of just like pick up the nut paste, and the and you eat with your hands, and it's like a really, yeah, it's a really wholesome memory for him. Sounds That's really telling. nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And Constance, what does a Salamnic knight eat when she's at home? 
Uh, well, when she's at home is the excellent thing. I think she's used to eating rations and moving around, not having the best food. So the best food for her would be her mother's home cooking. Mm-hmm. And there was a dish her mother made, which is, um, they didn't have like a lot of money. So there was a lot of like, you know, it's like kind of basics, but it would be like a parsnip and chestnut soup. Mm-hmm. It was kind of blended and it has some honey in it as well. And that would have been like quite a rare thing for them to be able to get honey. Mm. Um, so it's like a blended soup with like some really good homemade bread. And yeah, as it's the best meal ever, why not some butter as well? Let's go crazy. Mm. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. 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 And you're eating this and this, you know, this is just like your mother made. Just mm-hmm. like it. Delicious. So you eat away for half an hour, 45 minutes or something um, until you're full and sated you can't possibly eat anymore yeah there is more they don't they seem to have an unlimited amount of food um but eventually you know everyone gets to the point where they do have to take a breath <sighs> and the forest master standing on that rocky outcropping looks straight at yanis and says the symbol which you carry belongs yes. to mishaka you must yes. travel across the east wall mountains to zach saroth and return the stone to the goddess where you will receive the greatest gift ever given to the world well i'll look around everyone else that's that sounds great that sounds really good um obviously gesture down very little legs um could anyone else possibly receive the greatest gift the world has ever known is that, is that anyone the i mean i point some of the centaurs they, they they've got four legs and they can Mishaka has chosen you. You exhibit her power. No one else in this world can do the things that you can currently do. No one. Like nobody. nobody. Mishaka has chosen you to be the vessel through which she reveals her return and the return of the other gods. Lean across the table. Royce, um, you've you've travelled. How how far is that as, as a walk, if we were to say so? So... This is the map. So you're in the darkened wood there on the left, as you can see. Mm-hmm. Um, the East Wall Mountains, you can see over to the right on the other side of the plains, above the word Abenazinia on the map there. Mm-hmm. So that is probably a week's travel on foot. It would take you a while. And Zach Saroth is an ancient city which most people believe is no longer there, was destroyed in the cataclysm. On the other side of the mountains, you can see in the top right of the map. Ah. I also see that number 26 is Cursed Lands. <laughs> right. Mm, I'm going to ask Royce if, in all their travels, if, if she's been that far, that far east. Hmm. I don't, I don't think so, actually. I, I think I tend to stay closer to the areas that I know I can get out, away and back home to. Hmm. So Royce and Constance both come from much further north, Salamnia, which Mm. is much further north. Um, The area in the middle there where you can see the various villages is plains, and there are loads of small villages of plains people in those plains. Um, And then as you move move to the left, as you move to the the west of of, of there, you, you start to get Solace and Gateway and Haven and so forth. On the other side, the East Wall Mountains, people don't really go. It's all ruins. Um, there's uh, a sea just beyond them called the New Sea, which was caused by the cataclysm. So there was land there and civilization there long ago, but that's all apparently gone, at least so you hear. 
So how would we, I'm asking this generally now to, to both yeah. um, Royce as the most traveled one and to the, the forest master. How, how would, how would we, how would we travel there? How would we get there safely? There are lots of people who sort of want the thing, but also as a side part of that want us dead. The forest master says, I will help you with this. You, uh, you hear a kind of flapping, fluttering sound, like the beating of wings, and then more wings, and then more wings, and it's quite heavy, like like a really, really big bird. Like, poof, 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 poof. And the, the the clearing where you are, there's you know there's some moonlight coming through because uh, it's, it's it's kind of open. Um, starts to be the, the light coming through starts to be blocked as you look up to see a number of creatures of some are they horses? with wings silhouetted against the moon, just kind of circling down towards you. What is going on? Uh, this is the weirdest week. Flying horses. Now I have seen everything. Four of these winged horses land in the clearing. They're big, strong horses with massive, like eagle-like feathery wings. And they land, and they just land really gently and lightly as well. Like It doesn't seem right <clears throat> that they could possibly do that. They just land gently in the clearing, and each of them just kind of bows slightly towards you all. I will bow back. I'll bow back. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of the horses. One of the horses speaks. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> oh, okay. What does it say? Forest master bids us to escort you as far as the East Wall Mountains. Thank you. Um, we can be there within a day. Then then that is where we must go, Is that is where our quest will take us, and I turn to look at everyone else. Magia is just staring at Yanis, just like, what is happening? <laughs> um, at a point, I'm like, gesture at the forest, and I'm like, are they buying the drinks? I don't, what? <sighs> Well, I, you get the I sense don't... that the forest master is smiling. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's a unicorn, but um, as much as a unicorn, can smile. <laughs> as much yeah. as a unicorn can smile, it feels it feels like the forest master is smiling. Thank, and I'm going to turn back to the forest master. Be like, thank you so much for aiding us in our quest. Uh, we will not forget your kindness, and you know, I'm sure bards will sing songs in your name of how you aided us on this great quest. I sense. A great evil is coming to these lands, and that you and the actions and choices you make will decide the fate of the world. Oh. We we will accept this quest, I say very confidently, and then turn back round. <laughs> and I imagine everyone else isn't looking <laughs> anywhere near as confident as Constance is. Uh, I think I. Oh, you first. Are you? Are we sure they didn't want to pick her? Are we sure? I mean, I love you, Jan, but, you know, Constance really does look like the one out of the lot of us that would be really suited to the whole carrying the clerical magic god treasure back to the clerical magic god. I'm going to hold it out. I'm going to, like, dink it against her breastplate and see if it, like, lights up or anything. Nope. And I'm going I'm to take my hand, uh, take your hand with the the um, necklace, not necklace, that feels like undermining the power of it, but that, pendant. and close it around your hand. The pendant. <laughs> And close it around your hand. And it glows as you do so. And I'll say, you have been chosen for this task uh, by the wisdom of the gods. And I will travel with you and I will do everything in my might to protect you. 
and to serve this quest. But this is something that you must do. And this may seem like a large and scary task, but you have been chosen by the gods. And sometimes in order to serve Kryn, we must do things that we find difficult or some things that make us feel afraid. But you will not be doing this quest alone. I'll look at the forest master and um, genuinely this time, not in like a kind of, oh, no way, but like a sort of genuine. But but why? Why why would Mishakal pick me? There are so many other people. I cannot claim to speak for Mishakal. My domain is these woods, and I know little of what goes on beyond the borders of it. I'll put the amulet on and kind of turn around to, to Royce. I think this might be really dangerous, like actually really, really dangerous. And I wouldn't hold it against you if you didn't want to come with us. The fact that it's actually dangerous is the reason why I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> My job is going to be to make sure all of you know how to get out of trouble. Like, look, Constance, I love her. She's perfect. Getting out of trouble is not what she does. That's what I do. <laughs> so you got my back. I got yours. I feel like we'll do a little like thing exactly. that we, yeah, like a little two, 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 and then and then I kind of I kind of turn to Marjorie with my hands up. I always say, "You don't have a choice. You're my sister." So yeah, well, you know, if I don't bring you back in one piece, Mum and Dad are going to be really upset about that. Mum and Dad are going to believe this. How many minotaurs get to you know write a sea shanty about? Flying horses. She just kind of <laughs> looks over them, still in kind of disbelief that these things exist. Like, <laughs> although, Royce, I would very much like to hear all of these instances of Constance not getting herself out of trouble on this day-long flight. And then the idea of flying for that long <laughs> comes mm. over Margie and her face looks less excited. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I have stories for days. Well, well I... Uh... I suppose we best get on with our journey then, and I'll stand to go over to the. Um, is it Pegasi flying horses? Is it still nighttime? We could we could wait till morning. We could rest until the light of day. Guide our way. Have a long rest, as one might phrase it. Mm. <laughs> would this Look, count as a haven? So that yes, we would. It absolutely rest. would. So mm. in level up. Well, when traveling, if you have um, levels of fatigue or strife, which are two kind of trapped conditions, fatigue being similar to exhaustion in 5e, strife being more sort of, you know, Frodo bearing the ring and it weighing down upon him, that, that sort of feeling. If you have levels of fatigue or strife, the only way to recover them is by taking a long rest at a haven. You take a long rest just in the wilderness, you don't recover fatigue and strife. You have to be at a haven. And a haven tends to be something like an inn or your home, or somewhere where you're safe, where you can spend the night without a reasonable threat of attack or, or, or anything like that. Um, this clearing counts as a haven for that purpose. Cool. <laughs> so a quick night's sleep first. Yep. Do they have our dream beds as well as our dream meals? Sure. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> they do. What's yours, a bunk bed, a hammock? Mine's a hammock between two not bananas. I've not. I, I came up with what was it? Kikiwi, kikiwi nuts, but I can't mm. think of a banana analog. So if anyone could come no. up with a, like a banana, a crin version of a banana, please do let me. <laughs> between two of those. Okay. Okay. So you each get a bed basically suited to you. Whatever your 
well, you know, like a Magia and, um, well, probably some kind of like ship board bed. What do you have on board ships? Got so a hammock it's, there it's as probably, well. Isn't it? It's yeah. probably just a really big hammock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you, you each get a bed perfectly suited to you and you get the most amazing night's sleep. Um, you wake up fully refreshed, fully rested. Um, obviously, you've got all your uh, hit points and hit dice back, spell slots, all that sort of stuff, all back. And you wake in the morning as the sun kind of peeks down into the clearing, just feeling like the best you have ever felt in your entire life. Whew. I feel very positive about our quest. I think we will succeed. Decisions to change the fate of the world. Let's bring them on. Okay. So the uh, all of the um, Pegasi um, kind of like lower themselves to make it easy for you to climb aboard. They don't have saddles or anything like that. But once you're on there, you just feel safe. You feel mm-hmm. you feel like these Pegasi are going to look after you. Um, they they uh, advise you just to grip their manes. Don't worry, it won't hurt them. And just you'll be comfortable and you'll be safe. <laughs> does does Magia still have to help Yanis onto one of them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm slightly upset that I can't ride two two saddle with man. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's why so, I'm holding on like that. Normally, <laughs> normally if I'm in a boat or on any other kind of transport, my sister's there. But this time, I'm like, oh. I don't know. Is is Yanis small enough that Magia and Yanis can get on one one probably, bird? Yeah, probably if you want to do that. There's <laughs> one Pegasus is like, all right, I'll go for a fag break. No worries. Yeah. No worries. Magia really awkward and clumsily gets. Oh, mm. She she doesn't know how to ride horses, let alone horses with wings. Luckily, it is big enough for you. Fortunately, despite being you being seven feet tall, it is it is still a big enough a big enough beast. So yeah, you're, you're still comfortable when aboard. Once you find yourself settled down, it's just more comfortable than it should be. And then with that, the Pegasi leap gently into the air and start to spiral up into the sky and start to fly off towards the east towards the mistwall mountains you sort of see the whole of let me pull, pull out the map for you and then you can uh ooh, how do you do that everyone say bye to the forest spirit <laughs> you uh yeah. you fly over the uh over the mountains and start to travel across the plains as the day stretches on um it's a long day but it doesn't feel that long you feel quite comfortable and they do stop occasionally they do alight on the ground and let you stretch your legs walk around for a bit, you know, have a bite to eat or whatever before you get back on. So it's not it's not that arduous. And the day mm-hmm. passes fairly quickly. The Pegasi are quite chatty. Um, okay. They're really curious. They're really curious about you guys. They, uh, they ask you all sorts of questions about where you came from, um, you know, uh, your, your the lands that you've seen in your travels. You get the impression that the Pegasi don't really get to travel all that much they kind of hang around dark and wood mainly and they're just really really curious and interested in like the rest of the world and what's going on <laughs> so they all chat away at you i mean one of them's talking to constance and says so you're a a, a knight this is the, the the pegasus that you're you're riding uh yes yes like my in training like my father was before me this is his breastplate from salamnia yes yes like Myself in the stories uh, yes, yes, myself and Royce are from Salamnia, like ah. the, the stories, I suppose, and much um, like your, uh, you know, see-through friends in the woods. Um, Royce, your um, your Pegasus, um, you and the knight seems to be strange companions. Oh, how no. did you meet? Absolutely. Um, so, 
we grew up together, same same town. Um, and I happened to be pretty good at telling when kids were uh, not nice. Constance wasn't. So a lot of the kids just didn't, I don't know why, but they just weren't nice to Constance. And I, I, I don't want to say I took pity on her, but I, I mean, I was the person who, who saw her for, for her worth. Um, and like Royce is clearly embellishing a lot of the story mm. uh, because Royce also was not popular. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they just, they kind of keep going. Um, but yeah, no, every, we were kind of both the, the kids who didn't get along with the other kids super well. Uh, me, because uh, I'm just really dishonest. Uh, <laughs> and I think Constance was the exact opposite problem, too honest for her own good. And uh, as we got older, then some of us needed to do things to, to get money or needed to, like, you know, steal a thing or two. And once, actually, um, and I, like, look at Constance, like, I, how long ago was that? The, the, the um the the bag incident oh well we must have been about what, 13 14 yeah ah, perfect um yeah so once a couple of the kids finally after years of ignoring us talked to constance it was like hey uh can you like do us a favor we just really need you to hold on to this bag and then meet us uh across town in a few hours that's all i mean i mean i was excited because you know they didn't often asked me to to spend time with them like when we were younger I didn't get invited to play games very much because it you know it took me sometimes longer to understand the rules but but that's okay because you know my mother says people are, are, are good at different things but you know and I just thought well it, it was just nice to be included and that is is what's called a mark because I I you you told me and I I decided to come with you for the for the fun of it uh, and I, I checked the bag because you didn't even open the bag. They just said, don't open it. Just, just walk. Well, yeah, they told me not to. So why, why would I? You are an angel. Uh, so oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I opened it and it was just a couple small gems, nothing major, uh, enough money to get by for a little bit. Uh, and I told you, you were, you know, doing a crime and you didn't even realize it. Well, no, they didn't tell me it was a crime. I just, they just, they, you know, they just asked me to, to help do them a favor and help them. And I thought that was a, a good thing. And, and this, and, and this is, I think, the, the core of what our friendship has been. I get to be the uh, slightly off, off moral compass, and Constance gets to be the, the radiant joy. Well, thank you. That's, that's very nice. But I, I would say Royce's, been my friend for a long time and is my dearest friend because she well I don't always know sometimes when I was younger of course uh when people are lying and 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 doing bad things but um Royce does understand that um and helps me but one of the things I I most admire about Royce is that they they have the skills and the knowledge to to perhaps be a bad and dishonest person but they choose not to be and and I admire that very much, um, which is why I see her as one of my most honorable friends. I, I think Royce actually shuts up for a second at that. Uh, 
because like Royce doesn't consider themselves a good person at all. Mm. So so to hear such glowing words, they just kind of quietly take that in for a little bit. Okay. So you're weaving away across the Abenazinian plains and it's starting to get dark now. You've been traveling all day. The mountains are ahead of you. You can see them ahead of you. You're coming towards them. The, uh, one of the uh, Pegasi says, I bid thee all look to the north. And turning your heads, you can see the plains stretching off into the north. And you can see in the darkness, lots of little lights, little glowing lights on the ground. And for a second, you're like, what? What is that? What, what were those lights? Before you realize that they are campfires, hundreds and thousands of campfires to the north. And it slowly dawns on you that what you are looking at is an immense army. God's Maybe a day's travel north of Solace. Hey. Constance? Um, yes. Is there a military exercise going on in the area? I mean, as far as... That doesn't look like a military exercise. That that looks like... I mean, you know what that looks like. Uh, yes, I... Um... Uh, can I look and see if I would recognise it as the Knights of Salamnia or something else? Or is there anything uh, I can recognise from this distance? Make a culture check. Absolutely. Culture and wisdom, I think, for a sort of perception element to it. Culture okay. wisdom. <laughs> That's an eight. Mm, too far away. Too far away. You, you can't really make it out. I mean, you don't I mean, think it's likely. Yeah, you don't think it's likely that they would be there. I mean, I, I think if orders had been given, I would have received word as I am already in the area. This is a troubling development, but... So if they're not your order, who are they? I cannot say from this distance. Can we get a closer look? They're about a day's day to the north. Okay. You'd, uh... I'll ask the Pegasi if they know who they are. We know not. We know that there are strangers in these lands, these last, these recent times. The forest master has told us to be wary and to be careful for a darkness, she said, would fall across the whole world. Are there any camps, smaller camps, that are much further on, maybe a day or so ahead of where the main group is that would be like forward scouts that would indicate yeah. which direction they're moving in? Yeah, they're moving south. They're moving south into Abenazinia towards Solace, towards Gateway, towards Haven, and further south is the land of Qualanesti, which is the land of the elves. So then they're we, moving southwest, not southeast. They're kind of spreading out. There's a lot of them. It looks like there's enough of them to cover, you know, to pretty much invade that entire map that you're looking at. We, we, should, we should warn people. We should warn people they're coming. We have to. Yes, of course. Uh, I, when we're on the ground, I can perhaps find a way to send word to the people I know in the area, but I, I think we need to, our mission, the whole of Prin is depending on us at this point. We cannot falter from our current task. Perhaps this, the greatest gift ever given, will help us. But all those people, the people that helped us in Solace, they could die. When those point towards the campfires, when whoever they are come falling over these hills, all of those people will be at risk. I'm going to turn to the uh, Pegasus um, that I'm riding and be like, if I were to write you a missive, would you be able to drop it back on Solace, perhaps along your way back? You know, as it's as you've been of passing. Of course, noble lady. I would be honoured to do so. Well, perhaps if we if we, if we we send word then that way, Yanis, then they can prepare whilst we 
complete our part. Send each of these pegasi back with a message to drop off at a different place. The more people we can warn, the better. Of course. That's, yes, that's smart. Um, pegasi are very happy to do that. Where would you like to send them? Um, so one to Solace, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'll send mine to Gateway. What do we know about these towns? The the ones with the the prefix is it Kep or Key? So these are uh, uh, towns with plains people. Hmm. And uh, now you mention it, as you're travelling across the plains, and you can see you're getting close to the mountains now, the East Wall Mountains. That town up ahead, where the tracks merge on the plains, um, Kishu, where you would expect to see some kind of village, you can see smoke. Oh no. We could hope that they've moved on, that we've arrived after that attack. Are there any survivors left? Can we can we drop down there? You certainly can. Yeah, the Pegasi are light. What? How how close do you want to get? Can we do a flyby? Can we like do a flyby? Yeah, flyby. See what's going on. Sure. So you fly past the town, and you can see it's a it's a village. Um, Probably that village has sort of like two hundred souls. Every building has been burnt. You can see bodies on the ground. And in the centre, the sort of like the town's centre, it's not really a, a town square, but the town's centre, you can see there's been a post erected. And on there, some kind of sign or parchment has been banged into, you know, with a nail into that post. You can't read what it says from where you are, though. We should go down and check for any survivors. There's wounded. Yeah. Yes. So... You land up in the town or near the town? I think we in, might be I think land in that town of, square. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't imagine that if there are a few stragglers of whoever caused this, they're going to want mm. to take on four people who have just arrived on flying horses immediately. <laughs> yeah, that's big. That's that's a big entrance, I won't lie. Mm. So, okay. So um, you, you, land, you land in the town and you can see, like, um, the plains people, they clearly put up a fight. Um but you can't really see any signs of any fallen enemies. Perhaps, and I'll put my hand in my pocket where I had the, the, the finger of that draconian and pull out dust. Hmm. Will you make a quick investigation check, Wisdom? Can we all have a go? Sure, sure. Lovely. Would this count as a group check? Would uh, you no, say? Just, each of you can make it. It's fine. Oh. I can't use my ability then. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's fine. 17 for me. Okay. So that's, that's probably enough. So, um, yeah, there are in places kind of like bundles of clothing or armor with that kind of fine dust around it that you, that the, the, the draconians that you killed kind of crumbled into. Well, I, I guess those creatures weren't an isolated incident. Mm. Magia goes for the whatever that parchment is that's been mm. uh, nailed to the post rips it down to see what it what it is so it's, it's a crudely written parchment and it's kind of it was a dagger was used to sort of like hold it in place and it said let this be a lesson to those who would resist the will of the dragon high lord verminard uh, I think we should um, anyone know who Dragon lords, uh, can those, I make a those things check? that we fought, that they come from this dragon lord, and like Magia will hand down yeah. the parchment to. Sure, Royce, make that check. Okay, let's see if that's anything. 
Oh, wow. Uh, pretty solid roll, actually. Um, plus all my little doodads. Uh, that's 19. Okay. It's a solid enough roll that you've never heard of this verminard, whoever he is. You've never heard of something called a dragon high lord either. But it's a good roll, so it's not that you've just never heard of it. You know that this is a new thing. Okay. The dragons, they're not real. They're children's stories, surely. Real enough that one almost killed me. The gods returning were children's stories. And now the stars are missing from the sky and Yanis is carrying around a magic pendant and can heal people of their wounds. And we did what? arrive on a flying horse, yes. <laughs> and met a talking unicorn that served us food that poss- couldn't possibly have grown in those woods. What if those stories, what if they're not stories? What if they've just been not true for long enough that they've become them? I mean, isn't all history just a story eventually? How many stories are there about the your order of knights? Well, many. How long before, if your order disappeared tomorrow, how long before truth becomes story? I mean, out on the seas, we hear all sorts of stories about creatures and ships and pirates that once were. It gets so hard to tell what the difference is between fact and fiction after that long, after it passes through that many people. I could tell you stories about my times in the sea that sound impossible, but I was there, I saw them. We could tell this story and it would sound like something that we tell to a child, that a god blessed a kender with a magic pendant and sent him and his three friends off on a quest to deliver it back to the gods with dragons and whatever those weird dragon creatures were. Yeah, they met a talking it. unicorn that flew them to where they needed to be. That, that doesn't sound real either. When you're saying that, Constance does have a little smile to herself because you referred to her as your friend. So, yeah. (laughs) I'm starting to think that we shouldn't brush anything off as it was just a story because all of this sounds entirely made up. This sounds like the kind of thing that you'd come out with after you had one too many ales in a tavern one night. Well, that man in the tavern was telling stories about the dragons to the children. You spoke to him. Who was he? Oh, no, I didn't speak to him. I I went to reassure him after, you know, everything had gone down, but, but he had left. Probably a smart move because didn't want to get but in he, ranting I and didn't see him leave. Royce and I were by the door. And he, sure, didn't he certainly didn't go out through the front door. Well, perhaps he followed Yanis? He's an old man. I'm not going to judge someone on their age. He may be sprightly. <laughs> some, some elves what? are very, very, very old. Mm-hmm. Seems a bit and, odd, though, doesn't it, that somebody would tell stories like that in front of whatever that cranky old man's name was? Well, and if you recall, he did smile when Hedwig mm-hmm. got angry. Yep. Yeah. This is bigger well, than all of us, isn't it? A lot bigger. Oh yeah. Well, f- for now, um, let's see if there's anyone wounded here we can help, and then we must c- carry on with our task. And then, of course, we'll write letters for what we found and send them send them back with the flying horses before we carry on. So you search the town, and whoever did this was clearly very, very thorough. Nobody has been left alive. Not one building has not been left unburnt or ransacked. They've done, they've worked this town over completely, ruthlessly. Well, um, and I'll come back and I'll quietly say, 
I, I did not find anyone alive, I presume. No. Nothing. And then um, you hear a cry from the rubble of a building which has collapsed. Sprint. Sprint yeah. over there. Yeah, I will, sprinting over. I will follow. So this wooden building has collapsed completely, having clearly been burnt badly. And from underneath that rubble, that wooden rubble, you hear the sound of, sounds like a youngster. Nadia is just grabbing hunks of yeah. rubble and shifting um, them. Squeezing it through cracks and trying to... Let's have a group check, shall mm. we, as everyone mm. joins together to clear the rubble. and save, You know save what's helpful in a group check, Russ? What's that, tell me, tell me, Jessica, tell me what is helpful in a group Teamwork, check. Teamwork, which is one of my lessons of war I have picked up. So okay. as we are making a group check, all members gain an expert T die, which would be a D4 if you don't have any, when making the roll. Ooh. You're welcome, everybody. Okay. I'll let you each decide what you're doing to help in this this task. So you don't all have to do the same thing. So, uh, Constance, what are you doing? Um, I think I will lend my strength to the situation and be helping to lift and physically move things and maybe hold something up whilst someone else is moving okay. bits out the way. So we'll go strength and athletics or engineering for you then. Okay, I'll go for athletics because I have proficiency in that. Okay. So, oh, that was not a good roll, but... Um, <laughs> For tea dye as well. 10, uh, 11, 12. Uh, that's just 14. Okay, it's not a terrible role. Uh, what's yeah. Yanis doing? I am um, trying to squeeze and crawl my little Kendry body in through the cracks. I'm just trying to basically, as soon as Magia and the others are making openings, I'm trying to get in there to get to the person. Okay, so soon we'll go with dexterity and should we say acrobatics there? Yeah. Oh, well, there's dice now, shall I? Sorry. Yes. <laughs> we're, um, we're, we're, we're looking yeah. at you, yeah. Yeah, yeah sorry. I, I, <laughs> with that expected, not, that, with that expected uh, expression on our faces. Yeah, so that would be a um, 15. Excellent. Okay, Royce, what's Royce doing? Uh, I think I'm going to try to uh, kind of look at it and try to figure out which ones are going to be load-bearing, which is going to call, uh, cause things to collapse. Mm -hmm. I'm not strong, but I'm I'm pretty smart. Okay. Uh, so engineering, do you have engineering? I uh, I don't, but I can make that roll. Uh, and intelligence, I guess, for that one. Yep. Oh, perfect. Uh, 17. Ah, you, uh, you identify exactly which is the main load-bearing <laughs> beam and make sure nobody touches it, nobody moves that particular beam. And then, Magia, what's Magia doing? I think Magia, same as Constance, she's, she's quite a strong girl. Mm -hmm. uh, so she's just pulling rubble out of the way and moving it, listening to Royce's directions of what to touch and what not to touch, mm -hmm. and trying to kind of create that opening for Yanis with yeah. Constance so he can get in there to whoever it is. Okay. So make your check. Uh, 13. 13. Okay. So um, that's not such a great check, but three of you did make the check. One fell. So as a group check, you have succeeded. You're fine. Uh, and you uncover a 12-year-old lad, a few scrapes and bruises, but not badly injured, but clearly he'd been trapped under there, under under the rubble. And uh, as you free him, he looks round, panicked, and says, no, no, don't, don't, and throws his hands up. 
Hey. I'm looking at Royce because I think they're the best person to do yep. with this. <laughs> hey, 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 Mag- hey, hey. Magia takes a big step back, well aware that <laughs> she's a big, scary-looking minotaur. I, yes. I think I cross my legs and like sit on the floor to make myself as small as possible. Hey, 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 hey. You're not, you're not yeah. just dragon people? Yeah, no. We had a run-in with them uh, yesterday. They're not They're not nice at all. But what, what's your name? You're, you're safe with us. We're friends. Artis. My name is Artis. I'm Royce. This is Magia. This is Giannis, And this is Constant. What? Where is everybody? My village? Yeah. I'm sorry. We got here too late. He stares around. What will I do? Where will I go? For now, take a second. We can still check through anything and see if you have any stuff left. If you're hungry, we have rations. He looks around at the rubble around him. This is my house. This is where I lived. They set fire to everything. They charged through the town at night. I could hear people crying and screaming. I heard the fighting and I hid under my bed. And then the house, it collapsed. And I remember nothing else until until you pulled, pulled the beam from above my head. Do you know if you have any extended family? Any uncles, aunts, anyone? My uncle Ellis, he lives next door. Maybe he's okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I think I, I give a look to everybody. Do we know nearest town that could? The nearest town would probably be Solace, unless you wanted to go to one of those other plains towns. It, this is a plains town, isn't it? Yeah. Constant. So, yes. You said that you had members of your order in Haven. Yes. We could send the boy back on one of the horses. He could tell them firsthand what they've seen here, the, the armies that are coming, they would keep him safe and he could inform them better than anybody else about what they've done, what they're the going lead, to do. The lead Pegasus sort of nods, mm-hmm. nods its head and just says, we would be happy to escort the child to your, to your civilized city. Magia bends down and tries to make herself small, but it doesn't really work to approach this little kid and just says, have you ever been on a flying horse? He kind of looks around. And she points back at one of the Pegasi. Wow. They can take you somewhere safe. It's not safe here anymore. Do you understand? I understand. When those things came through, did you hear them saying anything? What they wanted if they were looking for something? A blue, blue pendant or something? They kept asking people where the blue pendant was, but nobody knew what they meant. Why don't you go stand over there by that Pegasi? I'm sure she asks very nicely. They'll let you stroke them. They, they nods. He nods and uh, sort of wipes tears from his face and stands up and wanders over to the to the Pegasus and the, the Pegasi talk to the kid in a you know in a reassuring manner and you know they're kindly and friendly and he seems to he seems to perk up a little bit. Magia will now turn back to the group. Now the child is distracted mm-hmm. and just has got a really like grave for this minotaur that's always joking and always trying to find something funny and ridiculous about things kind of has this very grave look of like they burned this village looking for that thing and kind of points at Yanis but is obviously referring to the pendant mm-hmm. they have got no idea where it is they're just going to burn everything in their path until they find it the quicker we get this thing to where it's supposed to go the less casualties there are Hopefully. Yeah. Yes. 
I agree. When and there we... is oh, there is war on the horizon, so more of this is coming. When we send letters, do we want to tell them that we're the party who has it and where we're headed? So maybe they leave the village alone mostly. I would trust the Knights of Solace. Um, I, would, I mean, Salamnia. Sorry, I would trust the Knights of Salamnia with my life. They maybe are honorable send that, knights. That missive back to Haven with the boy that we have the pendant, and to the other places. Just leave that out. Okay. Because if those war bands come through and find those missives that could make our lives even harder at least havens further west and further south and has knights of yes of course i mean it's not technically lying if we just don't mention it okay exactly constance it is not lying if we don't mention it sometimes omitting the truth is safer for everybody of course um so i i, I guess we'd better write those now yeah, uh, I'm gonna make the the kid a a pack, and uh, I'm mm-hmm. taking one of the cloaks we got from last episode from the mm-hmm. like dragons, sure. and like making that a makeshift bindle. I'm putting a couple of rations and just a couple of emergency mm-hmm. things in there, uh, just in case he needs something to ride back. Okay, um, if you're sending him back on a Pegasus and you're sending the missives, you're sending the missives back now. Are you carrying on on foot? Then is that the is that the plan? Well. We'll need yep. how how far are we? On uh, you're probably in a half day's travel, flying or walking. Walking, that's fine. Yep. Yeah, I guess. We yeah, we guess we could we walk send, there. We need to we need to send them back as as soon yeah. as possible. In my in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's what we're doing. So we're, I'm gonna. So Constance is gonna sit down to write the letter that's going to Haven to the other knights, mm-hmm. and she's sat there kind of frowning, and is kind of crossing things out, and then she kind of. Uh, goes over to to Magia and goes. Um, how how do you spell pendant? And Magia won't question this. Doesn't even raise an eyebrow. Mm-hmm. And we'll just be like, "Do you want me to sit down and help?" Oh yes. And you can see she's written in a very it's very childlike uh, writing, and it's um, there are words not spelt right, and it's <laughs> some things are crossed out, and yeah. Magia will scrounge up. Um, because I imagine in, in her little component pouch, she has some quill and ink. Sure. We'll scrounge yeah. it out, scrounge up some more paper and be like, let's start fresh, shall we? And we'll we'll use this as the base. And okay. she will sit with Constance and without mm-hmm. belittling her or even like bringing up the fact that Constance doesn't know how to do this mm-hmm. and other folks might think that she should, mm-hmm. just praises what she has written and then Mm -hmm. gets her to write it out correctly and helps her make sure she doesn't make a mistake so she doesn't have to cross anything out. Okay. Um, um, Oh, go on. Sorry. I was just going to say thank you. (laughs) And actually, you're just like, there's nothing to thank me for. I'm going to put, take my hoop pack off and my, my own, my kind of bindle sack and put that down. Um, I'm just going to say, I have, I have to do something and then I'm going to go and stand like in the, the middle of the um the middle of the the, the village um and i'm just gonna like sort of look generally up in the sky and all my hands out and start just saying words it doesn't really know where they're coming from but the words start kind of coming out the eyes light up and all that stuff for the pendant um and i'm gonna do that for the better part of an hour and then um I'll, the eyes will kind of drop for a second then it'll, i'll gesture over to artists and say hey come here come here he comes over He's actually I'm taller than you, so uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, gosh, you're big for your age. Um, 
and they're gonna hold up one hand. I said, will you well, hold my hand, please? He reaches down, takes your hand. This is gonna look a bit weird, but I just need you to tell me the names of everybody you can remember who lives here, please. And then I'm just gonna patient as long as it takes him. I'm gonna stand there and look up and I'm gonna get him to feed me okay. the names of everyone, everyone that he can remember. Yeah, so he starts, uh, he starts naming names. Uh, Berlin, Kara, Kara, Salah, Salah, and we'll Bimble. That was my cat, Bimble. He starts to look put, sad again. Put the other hand on uh, on top of his and say, "You're helping Bimble. You're helping all of these people." Thank you. And then, basically, I'm just casting ceremony as a ritual for an hour. Yeah. I'm doing the funeral rites for the whole town. Yeah. I don't really know what I'm doing, but it's, this is really but it's just coming like to you. Yeah. something I have you can, to do. You kind of almost hear the voice of Mishakal in your head guiding mm -hmm. you through the process, telling yeah. you what to do. Yeah. Okay. Um, the boy does seem at peace after that. I mean, at peace is too strong a term, but not not as bad as he was. And then I'll kind of take both of his hands and go, there, wasn't so bad. Your first magic ritual and mine too. <laughs> you can so, tell your uncle about it. <laughs> So you're sending, you're sending him off now then with the missives, with the letters, and you're going to make yeah. your way on foot towards the East Wall Mountains, which you can see mm -hmm. you can see ahead of you. I think now would be a great time to take a 10 minute break, fill up drinks, do anything else we need to do, come back in 10 minutes, and we'll uh, we'll venture into the East Wall Mountains and see what yeah. happens, shall we? Maybe have a little cry. Yeah. All right, yeah. cool. <laughs> All right. See you in 10. See you in 10. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Against the Dragon Lords. Hope everyone enjoyed their break because things are going to start getting more exciting now because you are now about to head into the Eastwall Mountains towards the lost city of Zaxaroth, once thought to be destroyed. Apparently, it's still there. Who knew? And you are bearing the blue crystal pendant, which you need to return to the goddess Mishakal. What else could be simpler? Just an everyday kind of task. It's been a day. It's mm. been a day. It's been a real. It's been a real couple of hours. <laughs> yeah. So you start to uh, well walk uh, towards the Eastwood Mountains because the uh, Pegasi have flown back mm -hmm. towards Haven and towards Solace and towards Gateway. Uh, they've taken they've taken the child with them along with the various messages which you uh, you sent to warn of the, uh, the well the army that you saw yeah. up north. The uh, dragon army, one might call such a thing. Not that you saw any dragons or anything, because they don't exist. But yeah. um, you, you push your way through the Eastwood Mountains. There's this big pass going through the mountains, and there's this ancient, ancient road. It's cracked, and it's broken, and ruined, and, you know, it's uh, hundreds of years old. This ancient kind of paved road which goes through the mountains. And you can see, as you go through the mountains, two great big towers on either side. And it looks like perhaps there might once have been a great big kind of epic bridge spanning across the top of the towers. Um, you're not really, I don't know how well everybody knows their history, but you think maybe it might be a dwarven architecture. It's uh, very, very impressive looking, like you know, a couple of hundred feet tall and like solid stone, now partially ruined and cracked. You make your way through these towers, it's sort of like you can, you, can, you can feel like the sense of history on you. You can just feel these great big things out to the side and overhead. It's like immense. Like you feel like nobody's been through here in a 
in a few hundred years as you make your way through. And it takes you, I'd say, probably a couple of hours to make your way through the pass. Mm-hmm. As you come out the other side of the path, the uh, ground starts to get murkier and wetter. And you can start to smell like salt air mixed with the stench of swamp. Ahead of you, you can see a disgusting bog. The only way to, to pass through it, it looks like you're going to have to go from one little island of ground to the next by crossing on uh, fallen trees and uh, wading through like waist-high bog as you make your way through. It's pretty unpleasant. Nice. Um, I have survival skills, so can I look and find a way um, to kind of nav- navigate through that's... Hmm. I think we'll, the best option. I think we'll make a group survival check here. Yeah, I oh, can't. Really? I can't use oh. my uh, fi- uh, lesson of war thing again because I need a long rest before using it. So no expertise die for everybody this time. I have an advantage in survival. Can I assist? Because I'm I'm naturally I'm a natural explorer. Hmm. Well, the way the group check works means uh, the four of you need to make a check. Three of you need to succeed. Um, okay. So we'll the, both make survival rolls then. Yeah, the, D, the DC on this is a 14. I'll just tell you offhand. Just to, okay, something to aim for, no pressure. Yeah, as you're working your way through the bog. The horrible, horrible bog. With more intelligence is there. Uh, this will be wisdom, I think. Fabulous. 19. 19, Which is more than 14. It yeah. is. Traditionally, it is more than 14, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Constance <laughs> doesn't, but you do. <laughs> yeah, constantly. She'll figure it out. She'll be fine. She's off, got there. I think, uh, Magia, because you're so tall, I'm going to give you a expertise die on this, an extra d4. Um, is there any chance that I could use nature here? Because uh, my labyrinth, uh, labyrinthine recall lets me, every long rest, pick a skill to choose a proficiency from, from a list. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think knowing that we were going into a kind of mountainous region, that's probably where she would have tried to start recalling sure. knowledge of this. And with it being kind of swampy and boggy, you come across mm. that sometimes when you're sailing and exploring. Mm. So I yeah, think sure. she's probably looking for areas of land that look more structurally safe, that aren't just going to kind of collapse yeah. a mushy pile underneath everyone. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good to me. So is this also wisdom? Uh, wisdom, yeah. Uh, what have we got? 20 in total. 20, okay. That's two two passes. Uh, Royce? Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, so just straight up roll? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got a 15. Oh, that's another yeah, pass. I think is just moving quickly. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't really matter what you roll, Yanis, but uh, what did you roll? Just out of curiosity. Um, I actually, even with my advantage, I failed, so I presume I'm getting stuck in lots of big holes. The way group check works is basically it only matters how the group does. So if the group succeeds, the rest of them made up for your failure. They, oh, Thanks, guys. they, they grabbed Appreciate you that. just as you fell off a log or something like that. So, um, yeah, you, uh, you you nimbly and deftly move from island to island. You notice that the bog's getting deeper as you move further into further towards that Saroth, which is probably still, you know, a couple of hours ahead of you at least, maybe a bit more. Um, and uh, as, you, as you move on to a new island, 
you notice that the next one, there's a rope bridge reaching from one to the next. It's quite rickety looking, but it's a rope bridge. Is is there another alternative to use, or is the rope bridge the way? Oh, you could take a different route if you wished, yeah. How secure does it look? Oh, I don't know. How good is your engineering skill? I'm uh, going to be a kender, and I'm going to skip across the rope bridge. <laughs> the rope bridge oh, okay. is, is secure. Come on, what are you waiting for? We've got, we've got a world to save. Does this rope bridge look secure to Magia for her size yeah. and weight? Mm. Interesting. Come on, come on. <laughs> yeah. Again, I asked the question: How's your engineering school? Um, I, I, I don't have one. <laughs> does anybody have engineering? The sooner yeah. we get out, I can get it after time. our next long rest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so it's gonna be straight intelligence then. Um, oh no! Uh, I'll, I'll be like Royce. Maybe you should go next. Thirteen. Thirteen. You think it's you think it's secure? I'll, uh, I'll I got across fine. Just come over. <laughs> um, that's fifteen. And bear in mind, I have a minus two on intelligence. So well done, me. Okay. So the rope bridge holds. Royce, as you get about halfway across, you see something glinting in the water below. And glancing over, you see there appears to be the remains of what might have been some kind of adventurer. It's humanoid corpse. You can't really make up much more than that. Um, has probably been there some time. You can see that it's wearing now decayed sort of brigandine armor. Um, you can see the glint of metal down there. Hmm. Um, I don't know if this is a bad omen, uh, but there's definitely someone who has a lot of armor down here. So I don't know if that's uh, a bad sign for you or a sign for you to be better than them. But uh, yeah. Magia would have waited for everyone else to cross the bridge first, mm-hmm. just in case right. it didn't hold. So she okay, might still fair, be fair. in the bog at this point, but she'll call up to Royce and be like, do you want me to go and have a look? Uh, how close How close am I to it in terms of like physically being able to reach? Um, you're probably 10 feet above the water at the moment. And then it's probably five feet below the water. So a good 15 feet total. Hmm. I could I could hang a rope down. And just, I, I'm small. This is a dangerous idea. Um, <laughs> someone tell me not to. I mean, will volunteer to kind of either wade or if it's too deep, swim over to it because she can swim despite her massive size. So the water there is about five feet deep. So you could actually wade through and your head and shoulders would safely be above the water. You wouldn't smell great afterwards because it is a swamp, but you could do that. A 15 foot drop could take somebody out, but I'm worried that that's not what got this person is my is my biggest fear um i'm gonna drop a i'm gonna drop a ration in the water just to make sure there's like nothing inherently bad about this water real quick i'm just nervous about it so the ration drops into the water and just starts to sink slowly below the water and suddenly there's a flurry of activity water starts to thrash and churn, and something down there, something dark, something scaly and spiky, just kind of like comes into sight and just snatches the ration away before diving out of sight again. Uh, it looks what, like it's about the size of a dog. What's going on? Uh, Can actually, uh, identify the creature. Like a uh, nature check? 
Uh, is this going to be intelligence or wisdom? Uh, that'll be intelligence, I think. Uh, 19. Nah, 19. Can't be. Yeah. Can't be. I mean, you've got a good look at it and you've heard descriptions like this before, but that can't have been like a dragon hatchling. Could, no. Nonsense. Of course it couldn't have been. Russell. And that's what it looked Mag- like to you. Magia calls out to Royce. She's like, it c- and then kind of stops herself because she goes to say it and realizes how insane that sounds. I'm not saying it might be a dragon hatchling, but it might be a dragon hatchling. Huh. Okay. Perhaps we, we, maybe we shouldn't go in the water then. <laughs> I think the fumes are getting into your brains. I, why is that the most surprising thing that we've dealt with? <laughs> So you, you want to look, or you want me to come up over the bridge? Because Magia's still just standing in this water. Royce is I... making that face she makes when she has a bad idea, which is like, Royce? I kind of want to, I, I kind of think we should catch it. No, no. <laughs> Magia is giving Royce exactly the same look back. <laughs> to, to what Guys, end? What do we do with it? That way. Having a dragon on our side isn't a bad idea. Doesn't it need to be in the water right now, though? What you got? We don't have a very large goldfish bowl to take with us. How would you propose training a dragon, Royce? We're we're kind of on a priority at the moment. But we could we could understand how dangerous it is. I I feel I already understand. (laughs) I'm just protesting in character for amusing dramatic effect. Who's gonna? Right. Well, I'm not. I'm not picking up after it. it a, a, a dragon's not just for this quest, right? It's for life. It's fine. I'll pick up after it. I pick up after you all the time. That, that, I, can't argue with that. Well, how how are you gonna propose to go about this even? I, I like Magia. I'm like you're an expert at you. You understand <laughs> how things in the water work. Do you have a net? Boat, boats and dragons are not one and the same, Royce. <laughs> No, but if it's in the water, it'll behave like an aquatic creature, which means it'll be lured to food to the surface and it will try to dive to get away from us. I don't have a net, unfortunately. Oh, but I bother. Could just, I could just try to grab it. Like, no, right, drop I'm, some I, more, I more rations trying, or dangle yourself off the I'm, rope as a luring I'm drawing piece. drawing a of... line in the mud. You are not trying to catch a dragon with your hands. I mean, I Royce, mean if you want to play bait, I can. No! Stop! As a representative of the Blue Lady Mishakal, I'm putting my foot down. You are not baiting a dragon with yourself. I mean, you what? can heal us up. It'll be fine. Maybe maybe this is why we're supposed to be in this part, you know? Well, I, 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 I might suggest that the dragon will remain after we've completed our pressing <gasps> quest that maybe, you know, the rest of the world may perish if we do not successfully complete. Uh, perhaps we could go and hand over the pendant where it needs to be and then come back and play at catching a dragon. Magia is still giving Royce the look of like, just gonna. It's that look of like, should we just do it? Because once we do it, there's nothing they can do. <laughs> I drinks are on me, and I like throw one <laughs> over like close to where Magia is, so uh, she can use it uh, to try to catch it. As it lands in the water, Magia will stand really still, like you do when you're like spear fishing in the water. Waiting for the ripples mm. to come towards okay. her. Can I just get some clarity on where everyone is standing right now? Because that might matter. Far side of the bridge. 
okay. am standing next to Yanis on the far side of the bridge, watching oh, this okay. aghast. Maj is in the water. Yeah. And Roy says, "I am on the bridge, kind of hanging off of it." Is that what you're up to? Is that what you're up to in the water, Major? Up to there? Yeah, kind of uh, at the shoulder height, roughly. Yeah. Okay. That's a bad idea. This is such a bad idea. <laughs> this is an awful such idea. idea but I love of, it. All, of all the bad ideas we've had, this is this is worse than following a ghost stag into a haunted forest. Now I won't agree with that. I disagree with that. It but... worked out really well. And this could too. So you throw the ration into the water, and there's a few seconds of silence. And then suddenly, about I don't know, 10 feet away from Magia, the water starts to churn again, churns and churns. And suddenly, a spiky black head, probably about the size of a large dog's head, just comes up from out of the water, which is like swamp, like disgusting swamp water just pouring off it. And it's like glistening and slick with disgusting pouring swamp water just pouring off it and you can see a pair of scaly wings on its back as it kind of like emerges from the water it doesn't leave the water but it just kind of comes out of the water looks straight at magia opens its mouth wide and then from its mouth emerges a jet of sizzling greenish disgusting liquid which just like arcs out towards magia could you make an dexterity saving throw Assuming you're going to, because she was watching the water waiting to try and mm-hmm. see if she could grab it as, as it started coming up. So she's okay. going to try and dive beneath the water, kind of push forward underneath this breath to like grab it from underneath. Okay. Um, Let's make this save. Uh, sorry, this is a dexterity save. Dexterity. No, oh, this is not going to go well. Oh, okay. 18, 17. I have a minus one. Okay. <laughs> So uh, as the uh, as the acid, for well, that is what it is, streets towards you, you dive below it and dive into the water. It catches you on your back as you dive below it and just kind of like just like goes along your back and you take you take thirteen points of acid damage. It would can have been I, much more as you were. Can I use my reaction to I've, use I've got my new, hit points? Um, I'm going to use my my new class feature, mm-hmm. uh, which is. Better than cure. So uh, I'm going to use my reaction. Is, is Maja within 30 feet of me? Mm, yes. Uh, what? Oh, well, hang on. What kind of damage is this, actually? I assume acid. Acid, acid damage. I can't. Yeah. That's okay. I have I temporary can't, I can't, points. I can't do anything. I'm going to reach out and go, no, and then nothing will happen. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, well, Maja probably doesn't notice as he dies beneath the water and swims towards the creature, the dragon. What are you doing now you're down there? I think she's just trying to reach it, and if she can get up under it, there's mm-hmm. only so far that a creature like that, it looks like with the scales, would be able to tilt its head mm-hmm. down. So she's trying to come up under it, away right. from its face, and just okay. wrap her arms around whatever bits of it she can grab so that it can't dive back down. Okay, so this is basically a of- grapple check. Yeah, trying to use her height to be able to like pull it out of the water because if it's in the water, it might be that it's not old enough to fly properly Mm. yet. That's what she's hoping for. So this creature needs to make a strength saving throw against your maneuver DC, which is twelve. Twelve. Okay. Be wrong. Such a bad idea. This is such a terrible idea. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. If only someone had said. Is there anyone at ten? 
So you have, in fact, something. you are, in fact, wrestling a dragon right now. <laughs> <laughs> so a basic maneuver like this automatically does your basic melee damage, which is one plus your strength modifier. Uh, so it's and the be target becomes total. grappled. So you do three points of damage to it and the target becomes grappled. I imagine she kind of like erupts out of the water, just shoulders and head, like wrestling this thing, going, Royce, mm -hmm. Royce, do something. <laughs> uh, I have rope is, I think, the next thing. Okay. It's like, yeah, trying to like uh, essentially hogtie a dragon, I guess, is what we're doing. Okay. Um, hmm. Right. Okay. Uh, whew, how are we going to adjudicate this one then? Um, I think we'll start with it already. I think we'll start with an improvised weapon attack. So we're, we're going to see if you can actually get the dragon with it, and then we'll then we'll then we'll work out how well you've tied it if you manage to hit it. So an improvised weapon attack. You're presumably not proficient in improvised weapons, I would guess. No. Maybe. Okay. So that's just going to be a straight d20 plus your strength modifier. Does Royce get any bonus because it's grappled? Uh, grappled. Grappled. No, no. Yeah. No. Oh boy. Okay, that's an eleven. An eleven. Okay, and its AC is significantly higher than eleven. Um, so no, you're not able to get that rope around it. It's wriggling too much. It's slightly too far out of your reach. You don't quite manage to do it. What's everyone else doing while this is going on? At this point, I'm going to. I'm not going to do anything, but I'm going to get my bow ready, and I'm not mm -hmm. letting it go. But I can just see this going wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to. Uh, I want to use my. I know we're not technically in combat, but I would be doing my uh, double <laughs> double shot. Uh, my new combat maneuver, so I can knock two arrows in. Okay. In case I need to, to just like stop this situation, so I'm. Okay. Uh, so bonus action, getting into my combat maneuver stance, uh, which is the biting zephyr, uh, to do this one. Action is I'm going to knock my bow for double shoot and just be on guard, ready to. To release my bows if mm -hmm. Maggie is in trouble, like if she lets go of it and it starts attacking her or something. Okay. And Yanis? And that's how you play a martial class in level up. Wow, that's <laughs> cool. Um, I am going to use my culture feature of taunt. I'm going to stand there on the shore. I'm going to wave my arms and go, Leave her alone, leave her alone, you big overgrown snake, you wretched, <laughs> stinking pile of scales, you waste of space, you. Ancient myth, you're not even real. Get away from her, get away from her. Just gaslight the dragon to think it doesn't exist. <laughs> Imagine that it just. <laughs> so the dragon probably doesn't understand you, but it can certainly get the sentiment, I guess. It's a saving throw, that, isn't it? Is it is, it yeah. Yes, it's got to get, uh, it's got to save against uh, a wisdom saving throw mm -hmm. or against tw 12. It fails. It turns its head to look straight at you, and I think we're going to go into initiative at this point. Ah! Yeah, we should. I've been wondering for a while when we were going <laughs> to we do that. Yeah, let's all roll some initiatives. Uh, we'll just go with uh, dex checks for this one. Nine. Dragon is on 16. Dragon is on 16. Okay. So am I. Oh, Okay. Is this dexterity for initiative? Can I make yeah. the argument for strength for Magia? Because she's just trying to hold on to this damn dragon. No, I think it's going to be dex for this one. Okay. That's <laughs> how quickly you react. It's not awful. 15. 15. Okay. Sorry, 14. Minus. I'm minus one. <laughs> Back, what was yours? A lovely, lovely nine. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Mm, looking forward to this. Excellent. Perfect. Wonderful. Love it. Okay. Okay. So the dragon Wait. and Royce. Uh, Royce, what's Royce's dexterity? Oh, uh, mine is. Let me check. It took me two seconds to realize that I was, in fact, Royce 16. <laughs> 16. So is the dragons. Okay. Let's go to wisdom. What's Royce's wisdom? It shouldn't be high. Um, it's 12. It's higher than the dragon, so you're before <laughs> the dragon. Okay. So, what will I, you do? Um, I'm going to preface this by saying all of the damage I do today is non-lethal. Okay. Uh, we're going to earn this dragon's respect. Uh, <laughs> we're going to show this dragon who is no truly here. Uh, I'm going to grab my silver dagger, <laughs> and I'm going to non-lethally attack it. Okay. Uh, yes. Very well. Do I have advantage because it is currently grappled? Uh, no. no. Okay. Okay. So its AC is probably really bad or really good. Uh, I got a 16 to attack. A 16. Your silver dagger just clangs off of its scales. The scales feel like they're metal almost. They're so hard. That's like the toughest creature scale you've ever encountered in your entire life. It's just like you hit it with a dagger and it's like, dong. Okay. Now it's dragon's turn. Um, <laughs> so, Yanis looks at you, takes a deep breath, and spits a line of sizzling acid in your direction. Could we have an dexterity saving throw, please? Of course you can. Happily. Uh, that is a... Hang on. That's a, twen uh, a dirty 20, a non-natural ah, 20. Not bad. Okay, um, not not quite as bad as the one that hit uh, Magia. So this would have been 16 damage. Eight half, eight damage. Oof. Acid damage. Straight in the face. Oof. Uh -huh. And then it uses a bonus action to bite at Magia, who is currently holding it. Uh, it rolls what we like to call a 15. Oh, yeah, a, no, that'll, it that'll to, do it. it. Has, yeah, it has to roll at disadvantage because of the taunt. Ah, it, okay. I taunted it, so all attacks it okay. makes against anyone other than me are at disadvantage. Yeah, that one's a 24, though. So Okay, great. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I still don't have any armour, so... You. Um, this is going to be 13 piercing damage. Magic is unconscious. <laughs> no! Now I'm going to um, use my class ability. Oh, okay. No, you go first. No, you use first. No, you, no, you use your class feature first. All right. Um, well, I was just checking because uh, I said last time I'd knock back my arrows and was going to yeah. hold my action until something happened. I feel like something has happened uh, at this point. Yeah. So I'm going to let go my longbow, and I've got two arrows there. So I, mm -hmm. I, I, um, my next ranged attack makes uh, on a hit ideal additional weapon damage dice. So yeah. let's see if I hit it first uh, with yeah. my longbow. Uh, I, well, I rolled a two, so I'm going to assume not. Um, <laughs> so I miss. Right. Um, and that's, I'm done. Your turn, Jack. You do something better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Two arrows go, um, and they go straight towards it and then like separate and completely miss. Yeah. yeah. So as, I, as I'm reeling back from the acid, I kind of look over the top of my hand and see my sister being savaged by this dragon, this situation that could have been avoided. And yes. I, I reach out and I go, no, again this time. But this time my eyes go, oh, um, and something happens. Um, How exciting. Basically, it's, I believe it halves the damage. Let me just make sure. An ally within 30 feet of you is it? Yes, you can use your reaction to half the damage. So I reach out with one hand, and as the teeth sink into whatever part of Magia, 
as they come out uh, sort of semi heals immediately or something okay. like that. Okay, so that's only six damage then instead. Only six damage. Are you still unconscious or No, no, I'm I'm I have five hit points now. Okay. okay. Out of a possible forty. Okay. <laughs> okay then. Uh and then I think it's Constance's actual go. Yeah. Um, Not reaction go. So Magia's conscious still, mm-hmm. grappling with it. So I miss. I'm going to try again because okay. if anything, I'm a trier. So again, my bonus action, use my uh, double shot combat maneuver. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, I've already used, you know, two, two, I have to use exertion points for this. So that's my second mm-hmm. use of it. But it's okay because it's going to work this time. Of course it is. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's roll. Come on, dice. It's because I'm using my, oh, no, I'm not going to use this dice. It's got dragons on it. So maybe it doesn't want to hit a dragon. Uh, um, that's why. That's that is why. how dice work. Yeah. That is how dice work. 100%. Bear with me, people Science. on the stream. Whilst okay, great. Here, all right. No, I rolled a five. Um, <laughs> so that is uh, that would be uh, an eight. Does does that hit, Russ? You, do you do you think that hits, Jess? Yes. Magia. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, I completely forgot. I have a new spell that was a reaction that I could have used, but. Ooh. I have I'll arcane re- uh, repose that I yeah, can you, do. I'll let you use that. You can use that. Go on. We'll cool. So, yeah, that would have been a reaction to being hit. So okay. I make a melee spell attack. Okay. Um, oh, that that definitely doesn't hit. That's, <laughs> just, just, that's just embarrassingly bad. Um, so that reaction time. would have done absolutely nothing. Okay. But um, it probably looked good. Yeah, it, it looked really pretty when there was like a loud crack of thunder that just does nothing <laughs> except add some sound effects to this scene. Um, this, am I still grappling this dragon? Um, yeah. yeah. Hmm. The dragon itself, does it appear that it's being like aggressive because it's frightened or because it's being like territorial? Can I get a read on the uh, dragon's um, state of mind? Hmm. Yeah, she's, she's just trying to figure out if she could use. I have dominant presence and whether or not she can just try intimidate to intimidate it. this thing into being like. I am not. I, I am not the predator here. I am the prey, and hoping that it might. I'll let you make an insight check, but because it's a mythical creature that doesn't really exist, and you've certainly never encountered one before, and definitely know nothing about them, it's going to be at disadvantage. Okay. Seems reasonable. Um, it's treated so like a dog. Insight like wisdom. Boot its nose. Boot it on the snout. Spray it with water. <laughs> um that is an eight <laughs> uh, i'm retiring this dice it is, it is yeah not you like can't it. you can't really get a read on this dragon um your your okay. knowledge of draconic facial expressions is uh lacking, is lacking. severely yeah. yeah uh in in which case then i think considering she's like right up with it she's just going to mm-hmm. try and go in with her horns to get under that plating since she's so close okay um and i think i can do that with do I have arcane muscles? That's not going to make a difference. Okay. So just a horns attack. That's a natural one. Why did my oh. dice hate me today? <laughs> You're all doing really badly in this point, actually. Anyone rolled well yet? need to have. <laughs> Please let me fail in a most, uh, like in a really spectacular way. Just... <laughs> well, a natural what? Do you really want a fumble <laughs> Yeah, you know, it will be fun. We're, we're wrestling on a dragon. Will it, will it be yeah. fun? I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for Mauchi is just messing up in the most awful way after okay. having the glory of grappling a dragon and then it instantly being taken from her. Okay. 
So with that wound, you let go of the dragon. And the dragon dives back into the water before bursting up again on the bank right next to Yanis. Oh, right in Yanis's face. Yanis, who taunted it. And now it's Yanis's turn. Right. I'm going to cast this ridiculous spell called um, Guiding Bolt, which right. is insane. If I let me see if I hit first, might not. I don't think I do. Presume that a 16 won't hit it. A 16 does not hit. No. Fabulous. So I'm supposed, so surprised by it appearing that my hand goes like a big, big white blue laser shoots out my hand, but it's completely wrong. There's probably people <laughs> like, probably people cooking their dinner two miles away that just see this. Um, okay. And then I'm going to um, do that in front of myself, and like there's a shimmer in the air. It's like, with a bonus action, I'm going to cast Shield of Faith um, okay. on myself, and then I'll stay there because otherwise it'll attack me. We'll get an attack yes. opportunity. So it will. Okay, Moise's turn, I believe. I'm going to try again. I haven't learned a lesson yet. It's now. It's fighting us now. I can't. It's still non-lethal, but I'm going to try to try to get it good. Maybe this time the dice will like me. It's only a baby dragon. How hard can it be? Twenty-four. Does that hit? 24 is a hit. This is the first hit against the dragon in 300, 3,000 years. Because it is so close to Jonas, mm -hmm. does it, is it eligible for sneak attack damage? Uh, yeah, he's in combat with that. with Jonas, yeah. Beautiful. Okay, let me roll some dice then. See, we all we all thought it was a silly idea until it's mm -hmm. going to work splendidly. We, we still do. It's still not so, working. So, so, what did you do? You threw your dagger? Did you throw your dagger at it? Or? Uh, yeah, I think I did. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and then sneak attack is how many die? Okay. 11, 14. Ooh, so the dagger sticks in the back of the dragon's head in between a pair of scales, and it lets out a really high-pitched, like, scream of pain. Like, so high-pitched and so loud that you're almost, like, tempted to grab your ears and cover your ears. It's horrible. And it's its turn now. It turns and dives back into the water and swims off away from you. Oh, good. Constance, you can still see it. It's now about, oh, let's see, swim. Yeah, it's about 40 feet away from you now and swimming away with a dagger stuck in the back of its head. I'm just going to pull my bow and train it on it and mm -hmm. release if it comes back towards us. And okay. My okay. Oh, no. And then, no, I won't do that, actually. I was going to do another thing, but I can wait. Okay. That's uh, And who was next? The initiative's disappeared. Oh, sorry, because I thought it was going. I was hoping we could uh, end this. <laughs> well, just in case, we'll get to the end of the round and then we'll decide. Okay. Magia? Um, I think if it's if it swam off... how Sorry, how far has it gone from where Magia is? Okay, she can't catch up with it. If you have anything that could remove the dagger from its head so I don't lose my silver dagger, I'd love that. Um, oh, no! That's oh no, the, the consequences away. of your actions. Oh no. Um, oh no. I don't think I've actually got any spells that go far enough to do this. No, I don't. Um, oh, I'm hmm. having a terrible time. <laughs> I think you just lost that dagger, to be honest. Yeah, I think. that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I can live with that. I have, I have a sling. Keyword being live. If you can live with that. If Royce, if Royce is like shouting about the, the, her silver dagger, 
Maggio will, still soaking wet, pull out a sling and make a try if she can. She's not the best shot with this mm -hmm. to see if she can plink the dagger out of the back <sighs> of the dragon's neck to try and get it back. Like she's wet, covered in okay. bog. God knows what. Right. And it's just I, I, like I, a little last-ditch attempt as Royce okay. is going I'll on about I'll let you try it. You're going to hit the dragon, but at disadvantage. Okay. So this is not going to be easy. Uh, that is another natural one. Oh, no. <laughs> I feel or, like you put it in the thing and it just drops below where it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's some seaweed caught up in the actual slings thing. It's just like... <sighs> Okay, so Sorry, you're, you're a mile, a mile, mile wide. So uh, last thing then, and then the dragon will be gone. Yanis doing anything? Or? I'm going to run to kind of the point in the bridge where Majur is at, and then I'm going to hold out the hoopack and be like, get out now! Like for her to hold it so I can, like, even though that's going to do nothing, she's massive. But Majur will way. hold it to make Yanis feel a bit better about <laughs> least, yeah. telling mm. her off and dragging her out of the river, <laughs> even though she's... She's literally just holding it like Yanis is doing no work to this as she climbs out of the river. Just looks at Royce like she's bleeding from where it's bitten her and she can now feel the acidic burn on her back. And as she gets up square with Royce, just looks at Royce like, really sorry about the dagger, but that was kind of cold. Like, wrestled a dragon, actually. Mm, that went well. <sighs> okay, guys. Um, I'd like to formally apologize. <laughs> I we're, thought maybe us having a dragon on our side could have been cool and useful. We'll we'll buy the drinks. Yes, Constance, yeah, administer some nightly admonishment because I'm too wound up to do it. I, I make puppy dog eyes at Constance. <laughs> like I've already said, I'm sorry. Magic, come on, let's let's bandage those wounds and and um, I'll just go to do some mediciney. Things and I know mechanically it probably won't have an effect, but mm. I'll just I have I'm proficient in medicine, so I will make sure it's not going to get infected because we're in a disgusting bog and you have open wounds now. <laughs> so I'll bandage is, it up. Yeah. Is Janice going to do any actual healing? Or I am gonna. Yes, I am going to. You. How 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 where uh, how damaged are you, dear sister? Oh, Magia looks. So mechanically, she has five hit points out of a possible 14. She is, but I, I don't think all of that is the bite and the acid. It's also the fact like she's huge and soaking wet. Um, you know, everything's a mess. There's bog water in her eyes. She's just, she, she looks like she's really bad right now. <laughs> yeah. Just, she's pretending though that like it doesn't hurt. She's fine. Everything's fine. The oh, well, biggest wound this, was to I have her pride. Special ability, so I can do double. Uh, 12, you get 12 hit points back. Thank you. But I'm there, I've, I'm ch channeling our mother. I start to talk the way our mother talks, like probably with a, a Kothian accent. Do you, do you always do this? You, you, you did this on your birthday three years ago. You did this the year before that when we went with those. You know, the, you know, the, you know what, you know what, Yanis? You know what? You're the one who dived into a temple, drowned in a pool, and now we're carrying around a shiny thing, okay? I I just wanted, Royce and I just thought a dragon would be a good idea, okay? You're not allowed to judge me for this one. You know what? Constance can shout at me for this, this one. This is you, not you in your wheelhouse. No, no, I am supposed to be the irresponsible one. It was in the water. I am it's supposed to be the one getting into trouble. No, it's, it's, it's not a water creature. It is a mythical beast from 300 years ago. Why? Why did you think it would be anything like a a coffer fish? I made up a fish as well to go with the cookery nuts. <laughs> Why? It was, the, it, 
and I imagine there's just like a, a very sibling-like argument going on in the background that's really petty. And, and it goes, mm. blah, 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 I'm and then it goes. To... Quietly step back and stand next to Royce to <laughs> let what needs to happen happen in this sibling dynamic. Exactly <laughs> <laughs> what happened when we went into Port Town, and you said I would like to meet the mayor's dog, and I said that's not a dog. Oh, mm. and then there's like a point where it reaches a fever pitch, and then he just goes, "Oh, you really think? Oh, <laughs> oh my, oh." Matthew oh, will God. then, in the background of anything that Constance and Royce have going on, do the thing where she now follows Yanis around to annoy him <laughs> as much as possible for shouting at no, her. No, no, you stink. Get away. Go, go away. You really smell. Go in the. So, so and, th- until until either Royce or Constance like give them the look, and then so she'll... there is still that body in the water. Yes, there is. And that's where it's going to stay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean. <laughs> Looking from a distance, can I see the armor? Does it look like the obviously it's not a ghostly one, but does it look like the armor that the our ghosty friends had in the forest? No, no, it's a uh, brigandine armor. Um, it's okay, maybe a mercenary or or some kind of soldier, but it's not not a knight. Okay, he can. I'm fine with him staying there because I'm. Okay. I don't think it's a good idea to go in the water right now because apparently there's back. dragons. I don't think it'll come back. I'll fish it out if someone if I'll fish it out as punishment. <laughs> How is that punishment? I don't know if we want to check it out and see what's going on. You never know. It might have another dagger on it. I don't want to hear a peep out <sighs> of you. Very well. Yeah. And I will Inter- train... Interestingly, Royce, um talking of daggers, your special silver dagger, mm-hmm. the one that's still in your belt. I forgot about that. I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Does it return? Yeah, it does. I <laughs> forgot about that that part of it. <laughs> oh, nice. Can you have forgotten about that in character as well? That would be. Oh great. yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I don't use it often. Uh, so I think, like, partway through all of that arguing about everything, mm. I noticed it, and I was like, "I'm gonna bring this up later when the energy <laughs> is less angry." <laughs> Um, but yeah, Constance will knock her bow and aim it at the water if Royce is going in, just as okay. like on 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 guard duty in case. Right, I think this is going to be a athletics check. So you're going to have to swim a little bit, five feet underwater, to get to this body. Okay, I'm not great at that, but I will do my best. Who's five feet? When your feet be on the floor, so you just kind of have to squat underwater. That's <laughs> oh, a, a type of swimming. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and bodies are generally lighter in water. That's not like a criminal action. Uh, anyway, uh, 18. Okay, so you easily drag the body out of the water and onto the bank. Um, it's decayed. It's very decayed. The armor is decayed and pretty much useless. But you do see that it has like a satchel with uh, what appears to be a number of bottles in it. Plus a pouch, which is almost falling apart, a, a leather pouch, like an oilskin one, which has just about resisted the rotting effect of the marsh, almost falling apart, full of coins. Nice. Uh, how, how many coins? Quite a lot of coins. Um, there's a mixture of gold and silver in there, but you reckon probably over 100. Uh, oh, damn. I will distribute them as evenly as possible. If it is slightly uneven, I will give the extra ones to Constantinianus uh, for putting up with our uh, bad idea. We'll just say 30, 30 gold each is okay. how, it, how it divides. Nice. Goodness gracious. Ooh. We 
we're balling. We really are. <laughs> I, I think this is this is a a, a net positive. I, that's a lot of money we just found. Yes. So you know, it was worth fighting off the dragon because that's totally what we were doing to get at the body, mm. right, Royce? Exactly. If that's what you need to believe for your pride, I will allow it. <laughs> Leans down to Constance. Thank you. <laughs> Leans back up. Hmm. So yeah, there's also those four bottles. Are they? I. Yeah. What I will look at um, the the twins to see if they know because they're magicy. Are they <laughs> potions? Great question. And then I'm going to take you a sip of twins, both. No? I'm going to take a sip of both. Yeah. How many other? <laughs> How many other? Four, Four in total. One, two. I'll take two. I'll take two at random. Hang on, let me roll. Don't uh, sip them. Don't, don't Magia will observe the others by shaking I them in the bottle. I sip number one and I sip number uh, okay. four. One and four. Okay, so you sip number one and um, zoom in your mouth a little bit. Shrug a little bit and you're like mm. 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 hints of mm. Mm, nutty. And then you pick up a stick from the ground, a fairly thick stick. You hold it like this, you go, and snap it in half. Way easier than you should. Ooh. I'm gonna pick up I'm gonna pick up a rock and just launch it. Well from from, from the sip, whatever effect the sip was, it was oh, only okay, sure. momentary. Oh, and the rock okay. just like sails an enormous amount of distance into the water. And lands in the water, which suddenly starts churning, and then no, no. <laughs> I, I, I turn around and go. It wore off. So um, the other one, the other one. Um, you take a quick sip of the other one, and um, um, the uh, the foggy, marshy air just feels a little bit less damp to you for a second. <clears throat> Feeling strong? Uh, from that one, yeah. This one, um, less damp. <laughs> so it's like a, a liquid towel. <laughs> yes, liquid towel. That's exactly what it is. Great idea, Constance. Okay. Oh, there's two more. One, and then I pick Ma up number two. Magia, and number three. Magia will just grab the grab one of them off of Yana so she can to stop him drinking all these potions. You try one of them. She'll pop the cork on whichever one she can get hold of, mm -hmm. and instead of tasting it, um, she's going to try and see if she can kind of sniff out what the ingredients might be, and from her magic knowledge, know what that might, what kind of potion that might make. She got number okay. two. Make an arcana check. Uh, is this with intelligence? Yes. Uh, 16. Okay. So you can smell a certain hint of citrus, a little bit of a kind of minty taste, and also some kind of brimstone in there, perhaps, or something like that. You recognise that what you have right there is a potion of climbing. She kind of, it? like, it, it looks really weird because she's obviously got, like, a, a minotaur's face. So in this mm. tiny little bottle, she's like, hmm, I think this one lets you climb things. Yeah, that's lemon. Mm-hmm. And, like, bottles it up and passes it back to Royce. Mm -hmm. I don't so, normally need a potion to climb things. Is, is Yanis drinking the last one? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm drunk, I'm, yeah, while you were doing that, I sipped number th the last one, whatever it was. 
Okay. Um, the last one is much like the last one that you drank. It just makes the air just around you suddenly feel drier just for a moment. Mm -hmm. More liquid towel. It's not liquid. As you'll take it off him and have a sniff at that one too. Okay. Make a check. Because liquid towel, she thinks, sounds <laughs> yes. ridiculous. You would turn that into a potion. <laughs> uh, it's not a bad idea, to be honest. Uh, not as good. 11. 11. You're not sure. She sniffs it. Sure. I guess it's liquid towel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have two liquid towels, a potion of strength, and a potion of climbing. She'll lean down to Constance. The liquid towel thing is just a joke. We don't actually know what it is. Just to make sure you know. And then leans back up. Like, she doesn't want Constance <laughs> to, like, find out later that liquid towel is not a real thing and feel well, silly for it. Well, okay. But whoever's writing on the character sheet, whoever's holding them, should write down to liquid towel, just so we know what it is. So. I feel okay. a bit better after that. So. What's the plan now? So I guess we, we carry on towards the city. Let's get the hell out of Dodge. As we mm. were originally intending to about an hour ago, I think, before... Before he decided to stop and have a wrestling Pet ball with, with a baby dragon. Before yeah. Which went incredibly well. Yeah. Someone watched leave. How to Train Their Dragon yesterday and got excited, I think. Mm. So. Just I'm going to leave one more ration as an apology gift. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm just okay. leaving that one. Right. So we're moving on, are we? Dragons. Yes. Actual dragons. So you continue to make your way through the swamp. An hour passes. You're getting quite fed up of this. It's disgusting. It's smelly. is uh, not getting any cleaner. Um, and um, after a while, you come across, between two islands, a massive, massive fallen tree. You recognize this is an iron claw tree. Massive, massive, great big thing. But standing on the other side of this sort of makeshift bridge, this massive, you can see a robed figure. Oh, what Locking now? your way. Is, 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 is it the man from the pub? It looks a lot like the draconians you met on the road. Oh, Less good. God. Less good. I'm going to ready my axe and hold it and, you know, not like out, but like mm -hmm. have it ready as we kind of approach watching them. Okay. So do we have to cross the tree to get to, to them? Yeah, and that's probably about, you know, it's a good... 60 feet. Should we should we say something? Should we? Hello there. Oh, okay, yeah. Friend or foe? Friend or foe? The, uh, the figure starts to speak words with magia recognises as the language of magic. It's casting a spell. A spell. <laughs> Look at Majora regularly. Spell? And at magia, like, that's I'm assuming magia doesn't know what the spell is. Um, make an arcana check. Oh, Lord. What a uh, day. Is this wisdom or intelligence? Uh, intelligence. So 12. You're not sure. You're not sure. But you'll find out in about a second, so I wouldn't worry too much. She just Great. looks at Yanis like, uh, like half trying to listen and... I'm going to hit the deck. Okay. As a streak of... A light, tiny streak of fire streaks out towards you along the length, whole length of the fallen tree into your mist and then explodes in a massive conflagration of bright orange fire. Could you all please make a dexterity saving throw? Would it actually make it worse that I hit the deck? Because now I can't Not avoid 20. it. 
<laughs> I'm not that mean. No. I, I got a 10. A 10. 18. 18 is hey, a pass. A 10 is a fail. 22. Wait, one second. 22 is a pass. Natural 20. And natural 20. Context. Excellent. So it was only Constance that failed. Because I was there going like, hi. Still like <laughs> introducing myself clearly. <laughs> you catch, you so, catch the fireball in your open palm. So Constance takes 14 fire damage. Everyone else takes seven. Oh, my God. I'm fine. Can Magia cast as her reaction her arcane repose? Is that a melee uh, range? Mm, range is... Oh, it's a melee spell attack. Yeah. Okay. Um, it just says you respond to an incoming attack with a magically infused one of your own. Make a melee spell attack against a creature. It doesn't actually say what the range of the spell itself is because you cast it on yourself. It's just a reaction. Oh, okay. it, I know it read to me kind of like um, Hellish Rebuke, but yeah. I'm not sure with it being a melee spell attack if that means I have to be next to. Let me call it out. Not Arpain Ripose, that's not how you spell that. Repost. Let me call it up. We're looking up quickly on um, a5e.tools site. Is. Anyone watching? Uh, right? range, uh, yeah, I think if you're making a melee spell attack. Oh, it's a melee attack against me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I misread yeah. that. Okay, ignore yeah. me then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, in that case, we'll go into initiative, I think. Good lord. Oh, can we not get a break today? Well, this wouldn't. This would have been our first encounter. <laughs> this battle music's working hard today. Yeah, it is. Um, without, music, without music in. All right. So I got sixteen. What's everyone else doing? <laughs> oh no! No, I got a seven. <laughs> okay, cool. I, That's. I thought yeah. I was. I thought I was low with eleven. Oh dear. We're we're really tuckered out from wrestling a dragon, guys. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, the draconians have a ten. Why did you say multiple? <laughs> Why would you do that? To Why us? did I do such a thing? All right, V. What was yours again? I'd like to have oh. a word with Trace, Tracy oh. Hickman. Okay. <laughs> right. yeah, Tracy okay. in the in the comment section, please. I'll let yeah. <laughs> uh, right. So, okay. who's first? Oh, sorry. I just lost everybody's things. That was great. Um. Stranger had 10, Royce had 7, uh, Yanis had 11. 11, Magia had 4, and I had 16. Okay. So um, uh, that will be me going first with 16, I believe. So you're about 50 feet away from this creature. Um, what's my range on my bow? Uh, yes, I can reach it with my bow. So okay. I will try with my... Com- uh, am I still in my stance if I haven't changed it from the last combat in terms of um, combat maneuver? Uh, I think it's pro encounter. Okay, so um, well, I'll get into it anyway. So bonus action, I'll get into the biting stuff for um, mm-hmm. stance. I'll sling my bow, but not using my maneuver this time because that is also a bonus action. So I can't do both in the same turn. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'll just try and shoot them with my bow because I dislike this person. I rolled a four. Um, so I don't oh. think that will hit. Can so, you switch die, please, Jess? I swear you. I, I have Jack. I, this is my third, and I'm <laughs> three guys that hate you. Yeah, I'm not. This, like is why, this is why you're not the chosen of Michelle. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Jack. Is, is Constance done now? No, I'm gonna sprint towards this person. 
okay. as far across as I can. The, across the tree. So you are going to need to make a dexterity check as you run across this slippery tree. Hold on. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, I'm going to use... With this, can, can I use a dash action to do this? Because mm -hmm. then I could use my desperate dash feet. Oh, um, no, you, you just had your action, didn't you? You fired a bow. Oh, I did. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Okay, yeah. I'll, okay, so, so I'll just, just make a... Move. I'll just do my normal movement and using a dexterity saving throw, did you say? Mm-hmm. That's a dirty 20. Ah, yeah. You uh, nimbly run across. How was your speed? 30 feet. Uh, 30, 30, yeah. So you make it most of the way across, but you're still, you're still 20 feet away from the Draconian. Okay, that's fair. Okay, next is Yanis. Lovely. I'm just checking a spell very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't delay things too much. Uh, Again, there another example of using the tool A5E tool site, which is an excellent resource. Yes. Available to all. Mm. Yes. Uh, so, okay. Bless. Okay. I'm looking up the spell. Bless. Ooh. Okay. If that will help. I think it might. Yes. Okay. I'm going to reach out a hand, who pack in the other, and I'm going to cast Bless on Constance. Okay. Which um, will do. Bless. Uh, well, until the spell ends. Oh, up to huh? three creatures. Oh my gosh. I'm going to bless everyone that isn't me. Uh, a D4 is added to attack rolls and saving throws made by a target nice. until I lose concentration. Okay. Great. So, I'll, I'll, so instead of throwing my hand out, I'll wave my hand. Big arc of lovely blue sparks and whatever. And everyone have feels the blessing of Mishakal upon you. Lifted. I feel lifted. Uh, Thank you. Okay. And then so, I think, I think it is now the Draconian's turn. There's a big knight rushing straight at it, only 20 feet away. It throws back its hood to reveal its scaly, draconic head and lifts its clawed hand, and you can see lightning crackling on its hand. And it pulls its hand back and just, like, flings a bolt of lightning straight at you. Can you make a dexterity uh, save, please? At me? Yes. Right, okay. But me? Um, so I have the blessing dice there. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to... So I'm going to do dexterity saving through. So I'm going to use my intrepid um, feature. Um, mm -hmm. So I can also add an expert T dice. Does that mean nice. I get an extra D4 then? Or would I upgrade this? Because it's blessed. Uh, yeah, the blessed one isn't actually an expertise die, is it? Okay, so, so I just get two D4 then. It's a blessing die. Yeah. I thought so, but I thought I would check. Uh, seventeen. Seventeen. Okay, you uh, you duck under the lightning bolt, which just like catches your shoulder. Uh, it only does six points of d uh, damage to you. It's electricity damage to you. It like grazes your shoulder. I'm still standing, but I look awful. <laughs> and then the draconian yeah. steps back, while another one rushes out of the woods oh, no. to block your way. With a short sword in hand, then cool, voices cool, 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 cool. Um, okay. So the one that's in Constance's way mm -hmm. is that close enough that if I were to throw a dagger at it, it would constitute a. Uh, it's fifty uh, feet away. What's the range on the dagger? Is it? Uh, I can get closer. Uh, okay. That's yeah. Uh, I I will move thirty feet up. Okay. Uh, okay, you need to make a dexterity check to run across the log. Okay, not worried about that at all. Yep, that's uh, just straight dexterity. Yeah. Uh, 20. 
Okay. Uh, nine, nimbly nine straight across. Yeah. Yeah. So you're up basically by um, Constance now. Okay. Well, since I'm that close, I might as well just I'll stab at it with my dagger. Oh, no. You're still three feet away from the creature, but you're by Constance. There's uh, okay. Constance hasn't reached okay. the other side of the lock yet. Gotcha. Um, you can you can throw your returning dagger, couldn't you? I could. I'm gonna. Okay. Uh, as it will come have, back to you, as we now all have, know. Have a D four. Beautiful. Okay, I'm gonna throw it. Okay. I got a nat. I got a nat one. <laughs> oh. You pull your dagger out to throw it. You raise it above your head and then just drop it straight into the swamp, and it sinks below the disgusting water without a trace. I, Is that I, a tear done? Is that voice done? Um, I feel like both voice <laughs> and dare are done right yeah. now. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I don't have anything else I can really do. Okay, in that case, it's Magia's turn. Okay, so we've got the log across. So from where mm-hmm. Magia is to Constance, how far is that? 30 feet. And is there a drop underneath the log or is this like crossing a river? Uh, yeah, it's going across between two basic islands in, in the swamp. So there's about a 10-foot drop down to the swamp. Okay. Um, Magia, Magia wants to try and help Constance here, because like Constance is at the front. All of the mm-hmm. attention is on her. Mm-hmm. So Magia is going to... I'm effectively trying to take the help action. But mm-hmm. Magia is going to hold up her fist. Mm-hmm. She's very tall. And use prestidigitation to make a blue light briefly begin glowing kind of like she did in the bar mm-hmm. and run along the bank in the hopes mm-hmm. that they will turn to look at her and stop paying attention to Constance for a minute and just shout, is this what you're looking for? Hmm. And make try a to performance, like, a performance yeah. check. Oh, this yeah. I can do. This, mm-hmm. this, this I can do. Like it. Performance and charisma, I guess, because you're trying to get their attention. Yeah. Uh, 10, 13, 15. Both of them stop and look at you, taking their attention off of Constance for the moment. She's trying to give like Constance and anyone else a chance to kind of get them while they're distracted is, yeah, her, yeah. is her aim. While okay. she just makes a big show of pretending she has the pendant. Okay. Um, who's next? Uh, so next is me. Is Constance. So um, if you close an attack, I'll give you advantage on that because the Draconian is currently looking at Magia. Sold. Um, I'm about 30 feet away from them, right? Uh, 20 feet now, yeah. Oh, great. So I'm going to run up to them with my battle axe out because mm-hmm. that's the type of lady I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to try and and hit. And what okay. what do you say I have advantage to hit? Or mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And a d4. And a d4. Uh, I used it already. No, you. Um, I think it's the, it persists, I believe. Let me just mm. double check. While he um, retains While concentration, it persists, so just keep using it. Oh, amazing. Y'all are welcome. Y'all are That's very a 25 welcome. to hit. Does that hit, Russ? <laughs> finally, finally, Constance, Oof. to everyone's disbelief, actually manages to hit something. Yeah, I want to try and like uppercut him up the like, just be like low and then up high. Like, okay. like a yeah. swing. Swing it, it wasn't a natural 20, though, was it? It's not a crit. It was no, it was a nineteen, which okay, was very course. close, but okay. not quite. Um, How much damage d- do you do? Well, I just rolled a one on my uh, damage dice. That's <laughs> on brand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's three piercing damage. Uh, take okay. Take that. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, you you give this draconian a paper cut, 
after all of, the, all of that. All right. It still counts. Yeah. It all, yeah. all adds up. Okay. Is that you done? For now, I'm just going to, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's next? Oh, no, wait. Sorry. Bonus oh. action. Ooh. I want to change my um, uh, combat maneuver stance to mm-hmm. the unending wheel. Okay. So I can do another cool thing. Okay. I should have done that before my attack, actually. Oh, well. No. Okay. Who's next, anyway? Oh, sorry. Uh, we need the, the need thing. The the thing. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Just for those watching, yeah. Jess is actually in charge of the initiative tracker. So when it disappears, it's not my fault, I promise. I'm doing a great job. I say disappear. I remove <laughs> it off the screen sometimes to put other exciting information on. Yeah. Uh, it's yes. <laughs> Okay. How, how long is the log again, please, Morris? 50 feet. 50 feet. Lovely. I will hold out my hoopak and gesture towards uh, the one at the front with the short sword. Because mm-hmm. I can't. Is the, well, is the spell casting one within 60 feet? Uh, yeah, probably about 10 feet further back. So, yeah. Fabulous. I will hit that one with a sacred flame, the white blue flames of the blue lady. Okay. Just deals it damage. It doesn't get to roll. It's a ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but it's only, I believe it's only 1d8. Um, yes, that's seven points of damage. How much, sorry? Seven points of damage. Seven points of damage. So this uh, blue flame just explodes in the draconian's face and it snarls and like falls back, throwing its hands up, clawed, scaled talons up above its eyes to protect its eyes. It staggers back a couple of feet. If it matters, it's radiant damage if they don't like that particularly. They probably don't like it, no. They're probably not keen. Um, Next is the draconians. So there's one directly in front of Constance with a mm-hmm. short sword, who's going to take that short sword and try and, well, stab it, basically. I will attempt to parry. Okay. So you add 1d4 to your AC. Which will bring up, my AC is now a new number, which is 15. Okay. That is a miss. And then with a back swing, it rolls a one and misses again. Okay. So two swings yes. at you, both of which miss. The Draconian, 10 feet further back, the spellcasting one, doesn't like Yanis very much right now, funnily enough, and flings a lightning bolt in his direction. Can we have a dexterity save there, please, Yanis? Bugger off. Yeah. That's, <laughs> uh, that's a mere 14, I'm afraid. 14 is a success, so you only take six points of lightning damage. <laughs> I do not look well. It's Royce's turn. Okay, uh, my dagger isn't immediately back in my hand. I can. No, it takes a minute or so. Before yeah. Happens, but... Okay, then I will draw my short sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said it. I said it's so easy. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna advance on uh, the one who's on on the log with us. I think mm-hmm. uh, and slash slash at him. Okay. Uh, does that one invoke sneak attack damage? I'm just. Want to maximize all of my stabby uh, options? Yeah, it's in combat with another creature, so yeah, yeah. Beautiful. All right, let's see. Let me add all my little doodads together. Rogues um, be Rogan. I'm gonna say that's a fifteen. A uh, fifteen is a hit. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the the sheer fear in my heart. <laughs> okay, that is eight damage. Eight damage. You slash it across the arm and cut straight through its scales, revealing some horrible green blood that starts running down its arm. And then I think it is Magia's turn. 
if Magia can see that Yanis doesn't look good, mm-hmm. um, her expression changes. She loves her brother very dearly. He's very mm-hmm. important to her. And while she's still holding up that kind of fist as if she had something in it, mm-hmm. she's just going to look almost a bit defeated and look over at her brother and just shout across to these draconians and just go, you know what? You know what, folks? And just look over at the group. I've had enough of this. This thing is way too much trouble. It's more trouble than it's worth. If you want it, go get it. And she'll act as if she's throwing something. Mm-hmm. But really, she's casting prestidigitation again to kind of make a little blue glow sink Ooh. beneath the water a little bit further down. And as if it's like gone down river, as if she's had Ooh. enough and is thrown it to see if it will get them to just move, give somebody an attack of opportunity, mm-hmm. or just get them to leave because her brother okay. is now her. And well, there's nothing just... she she she's not a healer. If if something mm. happens to him, there's nothing she can do. So okay. a deception charisma check, I think. Uh that'll be I don't think I have deception, but I do have charisma. 15, 16, 17, 18. Ooh, that is good. Uh both of the draconians stop and look. And then while the one with the short sword remains where it is, the other one flings off its robe and starts to hop and glide along the bank in the direction of the blue glow. It doesn't seem able to fly quite, but it uses its wings to sort of like do these sort of like, you know, like people on the moon, sort of doing, doing. Little bunny like, hops almost. Yeah, kind of like mini glides to, to speed itself up and starts heading off down in the direction of the blue glow. Nice. And Constance, you've still got that draconian in front of you. I do, and it's my turn. So what I'm going to do mm. is I'm going to use my bonus action to do uh use my other um combat maneuver which i really love uh, it's mm-hmm. called wounding strike uh, i just linked it in the chat there so what this does if i actually manage to hit it which isn't if it mm-hmm. will do one d4 ongoing damage each turn on this creature mm-hmm. um so i know uh so it will use up all of my exertion points so i'll have zero left okay um but i think it will be worth it so i'm gonna try and hit this thing with mm-hmm. all of my might, and I'll use my hashtag blessed still. Um, so I'm going to try and hit it with my battle axe. Okay. Do it. And I definitely do hit it because that is a 26 to hit. Nice. Again, not a natural 20. And not like, natural you 20. know. Okay. Thanks, Thanks Michigan. For the damage. So, first of all, the damage. Uh, so, um, so I deliver a wound that will deal 1d4 ongoing damage on each turn now. So that mm-hmm. is um, a condition it will have, and that is a constitution saving it... throw. Um, so that's how it removes the condition, is it? A constitution save? Yes, constitution saving throw uh, on the tar- start of its turn. That okay. will end the effect. But for now, I'm going to hit you with... Uh, that's better. Uh, eight points of damage. Ouch! Okay, yeah. that's another nasty wound. It's so I'm going to crack back. right down on yeah. its shoulder, and it like just kind of makes it a, that encourages yeah. the bleeding. Yeah, this creature wound is badly injured, and this ongoing wound that you've delivered it—it's bleeding and bleeding and bleeding, and it doesn't seem to be stopping. And it's kind of like grabbing at its shoulder, like in a panic, because kind of like trying to stem the flow of blood, but it's not stopping. It's just pouring, pouring out. And then yeah. I think it's Yannis' turn. I'll step onto the, I'll step onto the um, tree properly, mm-hmm. and say something like, "Be gone! You have no place here." And then I'll just, just use the sacred flame spell. Okay. It's easy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. 
That's five points of radiant. Another five points of damage. Okay. Flames. This creature is kind of falls to one knee for a second and it stands up again. You kind of get the sense that it wants to flee, but it's not going to disobey its orders. Um, and it's standing there with its uh, short sword, the bleeding shoulder. Uh, it's just in a really, really bad way at the moment. Just kind of hanging on. Is there anything else you're doing there, Yannis? Um, I can do no other thing. I will just actually, I'll, can I carry on moving? Oh, no, I can't because I moved that attack, didn't I? So, yeah, okay. Um, so it's Draconian's turn. So the one that chased after the blue glow continues off in that direction. The one standing in front of you, roll that Thanks. d4 for the ongoing damage. Um, just as a note, it's the constitution saving throw or if uh, a creature within five feet makes a medicine check or if it's healed magically. Okay. So if it has the ability to heal itself, that would fix it, take yeah. it away as well. But I'll roll the d4, and that's a, that'll be two points of damage. And that <laughs> is the last of its blood as it, it just stands out. there in front of you, just looks straight in your eyes for a moment, and then just topples slowly off the bridge and splashes into the disgusting swamp water. And I'm just standing over there with my battle axe, still like kind of panting from the running and the, the, yeah. the thwacking. As is the technical term, I believe. And on that note, it being 10 o'clock, it's time to call it for today. Mm. Right at the end of a lovely action sequence. We can pick that up next week. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, everybody. I hope you all enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. I'm not entirely sure why you wrestled a dragon, but you did. At least that's something you can tell people. Tabletop player is going to tabletop play. The story, yeah, the story I guess so. of it. <laughs> first people uh, to be a dragon, first people to wrestle one. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to do that with every dragon you meet? No, just the first one. The novelty's <laughs> worn off now. All right. Try and befriend them all. Yeah. Okay. Um, before we go, would everyone like to just tell um, tell people where they can find you? Plug anything you want to plug. Let's start with uh, Let's start with Dare this time. Hi, I'm Dare, and if you can't tell by my uh, penchant for destruction, I'm the sole American here. <laughs> <laughs> I am a trans writer, editor, producer, musician. Yada 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 yada. You can find me on all parts of the internet at Dare to Dream RPG. That is D-A-R-E, the number two, D-R-E-A-M RPG, uh, where I'm doing a bunch of things. Uh, I actually wrote a game like two days ago on a whim. Uh, it's kind of a goofy little send up of like YouTuber apology videos and stuff. Mm. Uh, and it's on my itch page at Dare to Dream RPG It's called To All Those I've Hurt, a game about digital apologies. Cool. Like many corporations might have been doing recently. Don't that was definitely not an inspiration at all. <laughs> I can't think what you're talking about. I've got no <laughs> idea what that could possibly be in reference to. Oh, shit. <clears throat> um, so, V, would you like to tell everybody where they can find you? Yeah, uh, you can find me all over the internet on Twitter and sometimes Twitch occasionally when I have time uh, at Tabletop Horde. Uh, I do too many RPG things, uh, graphics, writing, all of that good. Mm -hmm. If it happens in TTRPGs before something gets shipped out, that's hi, that's me. Um, this was awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, I just want to say thank you, Dare, for us two getting to try and wrestle a dragon. It would have been beautiful. I, I believe in us. We could do it next time. That, that dragon's <laughs> going to come back at the end of the campaign and save us. Because <laughs> you stabbed it. <laughs> We it, wrestled it, and stabbed it. I'm going to go down to the local um, bookies, and I'm going to place a bet on the dragon not coming back at the end of the campaign. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it has to now. <laughs> okay. Chad. 
yes. Hello. Hi. Hi, everyone. Um, you can find me primarily on Twitter at Jack underscore Mullings. Um, not Mullins, as some people put. Um, if you would like to see me playing other ridiculous characters, I'm currently taking part in a tour of a show called Wine Escape, which is going up and down the United Kingdom. So if we have any international viewers, I'm really sorry. Um, I would say it's probably worth international travel, but I, that would be a lie. Um, so that's where you can see me, or you can see me trying to be funny on Twitter at the uh, above handle that I already did. Okay. Or on here next week. And Jessica. Hello. Uh, so my name is Jessica. I work for EM Publishing, who make Level Up Advanced with Edition as the business manager. Um, so I generally am streaming wherever you are watching this. Um, uh, on Thursday, myself and Morris are doing our monthly update to 8 p.m. British time, which I believe is 3 p.m. Eastern time. I've totally uh, forgotten about that. Thank you did say yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, so we're doing that. So if you have any questions about the campaign or about Level Up Advanced Fifth Edition or any other games we do or, you know, what we're doing as a small indie publisher against an evil corporation, uh, you can come along and hang out and have a chat with us then. Uh, I also do every Friday this week in Tabletop RPG, which is a three-minute summary of the week's tabletop news. And boy, was last week a struggle. Uh, and myself and Russ every Saturday uh, do a podcast called Morris's Unofficial Tabletop RPG Talk Show, where we talk about the week's news um, for much longer than three minutes. And Peter is Peter. there as well, but yes. Peter is not on this stream, so I don't oh. want to reference them. But okay. um, but yeah, so yeah, wherever you're watching this, uh, EM Publishing, on if you go to enworld.live, you can check out all the shows we do, and I'm usually behind some of them. Okay. And that's it. Thank you, everybody. I guess I'll see you next week. Same time, same bad place. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.